on the manga. I'm your host, Manga Alerts, joined once again by the lovely co-hosts, Winter and Vampy. How are we guys doing today? Good. How about you? Right. Not too bad myself. Um, but today is a very special episode because we have a returning guest. So drum roll, please. Drum roll. Okay. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, please welcome back Monogatari Novels. Hey. Hey. Am I really you. celebrating? Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We made it. Two P. Oh, how are you guys doing? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I, yeah, we're doing good. I had dropped my what was the headphones. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. How about you, Manga? Doing very good. Very doing good. So, for those that don't know who Monogatari novels are, um, Ankh or Vlad, whichever one of you, could you guys give a brief introduction as to who you guys are? Kind of like a little bit of backstory of how you guys became out to be, all that fun stuff. Well, if you want the longer version, <laughs> go for it. Go okay. for the longer version. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it all started in Spain when Uncle's born. No. <laughs> no. It actually, it all started ten years ago when uh, I met Vlad through my anime list, through or sharing love for Little Busters. That's how, a bit how it started, and then we kept in touch. I met more friends from the visual novel community and then the light novel community and then we decided two years ago to start up a company with all our funds shared more or less and yeah that's um that's been a bit of a story we specialize in japanese light novels and of course that doesn't mean we don't want to release manga in the future it's just for now that's what we're doing and we also specialize in the Chinese market due to the fact that some of us, including me, have lived in China for some time. And without you know, being experts on the market, I wouldn't call myself an expert. We realized that some years ago the potential it had um, and the people that enjoy it. So that's, that's a bit uh, of our story. All right. Okay. <laughs> So, how did we get them back for a second interview? Uh, I think yeah, that's, that'll be on me. So, it was funny yeah, because uh, I think we had the thought, I know you, Vampy, and I talked about it in the past, and I, I remember reaching out to Ankh and asking if they would like to come back when they would have, like, I think closer to when one of their books was about to come out, um, and he agreed. And then it was like several several months later, like it was a lot of months from that conversation. And then I think I was chatting with Ankh and he had said he had um actually um asked if he could if him and Vlad can come back. And I was like, Oh yeah. Uh I know we agreed about it before, but I'm like, Yeah, it's been a super long time. So yeah. Um it's so he asked and I'm like, Yeah, sure. I I, ch I said yes, and then I checked with Alerts and Vampy on it, but I'd be surprised if either of them also said, said like, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we should be good. <laughs> yeah. 
You didn't but, pay him yeah. in Amazon gift cards, right? Uh, no, <laughs> I thought you were going to handle the finances for that. That was just... just... I, I, I mean, I can if you need me to, but... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, after that, um, uh, this we just kind of scheduled out a time and everything, and uh, we had to move it because of, um, you know, Alert's job for a bit, and... Fuck the job. <laughs> yeah, I hate work. <laughs> uh, and here we are. Yeah, that's a bit of point one, yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I guess now it's time to get into the questions. Yeah, we ready for some questions? Are you two ready? Yeah. We, we, we made sure the list was jam-packed with questions, both serious and uh, non-serious, to keep you guys on your toes. Um, and we thought really hard, and we're going to really, like, you know push the edge with some of these questions, okay? Please do. Put you on the spot like a shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at these questions like, okay. Shark tank, all right. <laughs> right. All right, so Vampy, you're the, um, I think you have the first question. Take it all away. All right. Now that you've been through your first, quote-unquote, pushback from a group of people online, what are some of the things that you've noticed since the situation? <clears throat> well, it's just that the Spanish and the English fandom is quite different, acts different. And we've had to adjust our commercial strategy as well as, you know, our marketing strategy on, on the website. Um, <clears throat> that's I think that's the first thing we've noticed. As well as, you know, there's similar... Sorry, sorry there's different uh, demand from this group of people uh, compared to the Spanish market. So yeah, this has been quite a challenge because as I often joke a, a bit, um, I have my Span Spaniard bias at the end of the day, I'm Spanish. Um, you know, I thought, you know, markets can be that different, but of course, obviously <laughs> I, I was probably wrong. So we've decided to change our approach. Uh, we've had some people to take care of the English uh, side of the English language, I mean, of course. Um, and yeah, that's been basically how the, the approach we've decided to take. And we've decided that in the future we will be much more careful and try to not assume things and fall into these rookie mistakes, as I say. Gotcha, gotcha. How do you think the situation will affect the sales of your products, if at all? Well... <clears throat> We think that uh, it's normal that there are um, more reservations from the English, uh, you know, English-speaking fandom due, due to the fact that we're not the only ones, and so we will be compared to others, which, you know, might be will probably be more established and, and you know, more professional in some aspects. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with saying that, such as with an example, Seven Seas, which is also a publisher that has a um, long history and they are very, you know, very professional. The issues are quite good. The issues are also quite good. So, of course, we will be compared to them as opposed to the Spanish uh, language market where we're basically one of the only, uh, sorry, one of the few <coughs> publishers that specialize in like novels. Of course, we're not the only ones, nor nor we want to be the only ones. We want more publishers to get into the market of like novels. But yeah, um, as such, uh, 
you know, I think people in the Spanish market are just happy that someone is trying to bring over light novels. So there won't be as many expect. Sorry, so people have uh, much more tendency to give us more leeway because we are not compared to more uh, established publishers. I think mm. that's that's a bit of it. So sorry, uh, yeah. ma <clears throat> to answer your questions, we don't think it will affect. Uh, as the sales as much as some people might think, simply due to the fact that most of these concerns are because they've simply not seen the product yet. So it's just a matter of what the product gets in stores. I think people will pick it up, skim it over, and see, oh, this is perfectly fine. I can buy it without any fear. Because at the end of the day, while I might be Spaniard, or translators are not. Of course, I mean, or translators for English language. They are all native speakers and as well as native speakers uh, editors. And I don't think that in the long term it's going to affect our sales very much because people will see that our products are of the utmost quality, okay. both in translation as well as edition. And you know hmm. how it is done, yes. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I don't think there's any point in jumping to conclusions until like your products are out and then they can judge, like you said. Uh, so how are you all feeling after the situation about that? Well, if you want my personal opinion, I'm feeling like absolute crap. I cried during many days. I felt very bad. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> first off, I understood that personally I'm not prepared to deal with this kind of pressure. Um, I have some, you know, mental issues. Uh, which I'm not going to get deep into, but, uh, you know, well, uh, might as well say it at this point, um, I have autism, and as such, uh, I've, I've, I'm used to having had misunderstandings in the past with other people, but that makes it a bit more painful every time it happens, because it, you get reminded of all the other times it happened, and, you know, I, I understand that their style is, you know, maybe a bit too harsh for me. So this is not the fault of the fans, uh, of the fandom. Rather, that's my fault. So that's why I decided to step away from the English language uh, side and just let the experts handle it. I'm more focused on the Spanish language side because it's more, um, how to say, uh, in line with the kind of person I am. Of course, Please, I want to make very clear, this is not a criticism of the English language market. But rather, it's just um, a matter of, you know, I am I qualified to do this? And the answer for me was no. I'm qualified to, for the Spanish language market? Yes, not for the English language market. And that was the end of it. And that's why I'm no longer involved in it. And I'm focused on the Spanish language. Uh, market but okay. of course I'm sure Vlad has a different opinion <laughs> I don't even know where to, where to start with it um, I, I kind of saw some of the stuff coming like in advance in a way where I was kind of thinking like okay you know the way that we're presenting ourselves is a little too nonchalant and uh, you know I'm thinking like well it's worked well for us but 
there's a certain way to keep things very professional and in regards to just the products and when people ask like challenging questions or when they try to push a certain uh narrative certain narrative or they you know they want to ask a you know opinion questions that are oh they can be a little loaded mm-hmm. we'll say um there's a correct response to a lot of these things and we did not bring the best the the correct response and i think a lot of it is just that we put a lot of you know our own individual attention and emotion into monogatari that's just how we've run it and so um you know we kind of act as like the the persona of monogatari and like act on behalf of it and everything but i think in regards to social media it's going to work out a lot better now where we're having you know we're still going to be able to keep it fun and keep with the events and you know keep piping up the uh the new titles and everything but i think you know going into like things too individually with each person on twitter and everything like real bring some of that stuff a little bit probably back gotcha okay yeah cause, i mean i i do feel like that was the i don't see that really with any other english publisher uh, of manga or light novels or what have you um i think the only, i think there may be one that might be closest but even then they aren't very like they don't go that in detail maybe unless you're like sort of praising the work but even then it's like hit or miss you know it's like 50 50 if they will so um so i i gotcha i mean you know it's you guys are a new company right into the publishing and like you both said the spanish side and the english side of social media of the field or market that you're in operate differently and i think like you said um you know it was a something that you learned and had to adjust from um uh, as i said my spanner a spaniard bias <laughs> fair fair enough uh so for my uh my question is, so you recently announced that you will be partnering up with a fan scan group. Um, what's correct. Yeah, <laughs> so what made you decide to do that versus hiring freelancers for whichever specific language? I guess in this case is English language. <clears throat> right, yes. Well, we've had many reasons, but first, first of all is that Excelled Rebels Constellations uh, had already conducted a translation of that work. So first off, we thought, well, let's see the quality, how it is. We saw that it had some issues, but after discussing it with the translators ourselves, uh, we came to an agreement in which they will redo the translation, and <clears throat> we will hire a, a, a professional, of, of sorry, I mean a freelancer, to work on the uh, editing process in the final editing process quality check as well as proofreading of course uh, that's done by different people but i mean the final editing person uh, pro- process um, we uh, contacted our japanese editor which has many contacts in the industry and she recommended she recommended to us uh, one of the best she knew uh, which has worked with other companies in the past so we hired her so the, <clears throat> to answer the question, why did we decide to partner up with them? 
the answer to that is because they've already worked so hard <clears throat> to make this, you know, his work, the legendary master's wife in this case, known in the West. If were it not for them, much less people will know about it. So I think it will be unfair after they've done such hard work to at least not decide, sorry, to at least not try to talk it out with them to be if they will be up for fixing the mistakes in their translation as well as for providing a, a, <clears throat> a better product with help of a, a new freelancer. Sorry, at the end of the day, we come from front translation ourselves. We've been front translators. <clears throat> Most people who work in the industry at some point have been. And I think it will be unfair to them to at least not give them the chance to do a proper job. Of course, as I said, we'd hired extra help. And gotcha. we had no reason to believe they would do our job. <clears throat> I myself know Chinese. I can speak it, I can read it. I've lived in China. So after checking their translation, I I came to the conclusion that it was a perfectly fine job. And, you know, of course it can be even improved. But <clears throat> that doesn't mean uh, we should hire someone different altogether. Okay. Uh, so let me see if I, I'm going to try to recap uh, to see if yes, I understand. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're fine. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just want to see if I understand the order, uh, the process, like what happened, the timeline um, correctly. So first you, you spoke with the, um, the fan translation, the fans translation group um, for the guild master's wife. Is that? No, legendary master's wife. Sorry. The thank you. Master. The legendary master's and... wife. Um, and then, so they, I guess they gave you a version of their translation of, I guess their, their retranslation under, like, in collaboration with your, your company. You hired, but you hired a, a freelancer to mm -hmm. review that, um, I guess to be the editor to review their translation. That's cool. Yes. And then I guess, uh, and this part, maybe, and you can definitely correct me on this. They yes. did not, the freelancer, I guess, did not approve of the translation quality? No, the freelancer did approve of the, they the, did. the okay. translation quality, but of course, uh, they edited some parts because that's what editors do. Mm -hmm. And so, and this freelance translator that came in, was, sorry, that you are using is someone who was recommended to you by a, an acquaintance from another company, another official company, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Uh, it's fine. I was just wondering because um, one of the things I did see when it was announced by your company that you're partnering with this fan translation group were, and I'm, I mean, look, I don't have any industry connections and stuff, so I can say whatever the hell I want, <laughs> but um, a lot of, a lot of official translators and letterers in the English market for manga and light novels and Chinese novels um, were saying that. They, they basically, to summarize what they were all saying, is that you basically said the quiet part out loud. And if, um, I know you're, um, you're not a native English speaker, but have you, have you heard of that, um, that analogy or that, uh, that phrase before? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, I do know what it is. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically, it seemed like you you guys said, or your company said the quiet part out loud, which was, yes, we do, these companies, not just yours, but 
other ones, and I'm not going to name any before they, I don't know, try to attempt to sue us for, I don't know what, Subway sandwich, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but like, several of the companies, uh, of the official English companies or what have you, publishers and stuff, have hired fan translators. They were aware that these people came from fan translation backgrounds. But what it was, it seemed like to me, it was an open secret, like based on the, the reception I got from after you, after like your company made that public, it seemed like it was an open secret in that industry, in that market. And what mm -hmm. you did was you made, it's like your company did was put a spotlight on it, which to me, personally speaking, in my personal opinion, I don't really see a problem, but I do know that, uh, I know people in the industry, uh, some people who were commenting on it, um, against your company were saying that, yes, our companies do that, or, um, or yes, our, um, I know companies, official companies who do that, but we don't publicize it. So it's just like, okay, so if you, I don't know, I just kind of felt like, you, I thought it was interesting because I thought it was a fascinating approach, but it was, but it was also, I was surprised, I was a little surprised about the reception. And that's kind of why um, when I want to at least uh, recap the timeline mm -hmm. of what happened, just so that everyone can make it clear that this is what happened. This is the timeline. And that's why I, I brought up the timeline aspect, but it was, I thought me personally, I thought it was an interesting thing that what happened, but and it was, I was also a little surprised about the reception that was given. Uh, I will say something without entering mm -hmm. into too many numbers, but let's say that People who complain always make, uh, you know, the, the the most tweets and the, and and it's normal. It's normal, you know. And they have a right to complain. <clears throat> not all of their complaints, you know, just because they complain about us, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite and say no. They can complain about us, you know. They can complain all they want, and mm -hmm. you know, and it's people just to their own opinion. But we've got way more support for it than not. Let's just say. Okay. Of course, there were some people who were not happy with it, but at the end of the day, we can make everyone happy. When with one translation in the past, the company decided to redo the translation from scratch instead of using the fan translation or hiring the fan translator, and people oh. were angry then too. You know? oh, okay, so just to clarify, I just want to make clear. So mm -hmm. the group you're partnering with, the fan group... It's or fan translation group are they're redoing the translations from scratch using the official yes. um I, the official sources from that you got from the chinese publisher Is that's that correct? correct yes that's correct okay okay and in in fact um well, uh, yes, yes, that, that's exact, and they're with a new editor, which is this freelancer I talked about gotcha, okay, so just to make it even better, yeah, definitely. Alerts, you have the next question. Yeah, this one's kind of like, I guess, following along with the whole uh, op the co topic of conversation here, but um, mm -hmm. to kind of go to the other side, over in Fr France, there's a French publisher by the name mm -hmm. of Mian. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, you are. Yeah, okay. Um, they actually also partnered with a fan, excuse me, a fan scan group 
to work on the French release of everyone's favorite manga, Kingdom. So I guess my <laughs> question would be, is this a common practice amongst European publishers? Of like, you no. know, no? No, okay. no. no not at all. And I'm going to say why. Most fan translations of Spanish are done from English. Most fan translator groups in mm. Spanish no know Japanese at all. In okay. fact, in the fan translator community, most of us that knew Japanese were like less than 10 people. Everyone knew each other. Like literally. I could tell you their names right now and they could tell you mine because we know each other. Most, if not all, are done from English. And the quality is questionable because no matter how good they might be, of course, when you adapt from Japanese to English, then you adapt from English to Spanish and the final product is a bit different. <laughs> yeah. But of no, course, that's no yeah. one's fault, fault. You know, it's not like they're bad, bad. You know, it's just, just that. Yeah. No, you're right, because it's one thing to go directly from the original language to localization, but then it's another thing to go original language, one interpretation of a localization, to then take that interpretation and try to make sense of it to your own language. There's already, like, three layers there, and, you know, like you said, no matter how well that, like, original interpretation is, it's still not up to par pretty much versus just directly doing it from the original language yes exactly yep yeah yeah and as i said no one's fault it's just how it is <laughs> something yeah no you, yeah you're right absolutely hey um vamp i think you have the next one which is another follow-up too uh, so sorry mangalers just a quick uh, i'm just talking of uh, spanish fan translations groups i'm not yeah. aware of okay. how it is for French or German, maybe they do translate directly from Japanese, but again, I don't yeah. know less than that. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think this situation will impact your relationship with various publishers you wish to license works from, like Japanese publishers, etc.? No, <clears throat> we don't think so. Yeah, me neither. We don't think so because, of course, we've talked at this situation with some of our partners, especially on the Chinese side, and they've been all very understanding. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, so, they, so they're they cool know with it, us. Like, eh. Well, <laughs> I guess it's easier uh, to form an opinion from someone you actually know and can discuss the nuance. Twitter and all social media in general is prone to misunderstandings. And people have strong mm -hmm. opinions and they want to express them. But, but I think publishers... Since they know us on a more personal level, they, they take a different approach. Yeah. I mean, if they're cool with it, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like part of it is, like, I think a big part is, are they cool with it? And if they're if they're okay with it, if they're cool with it, if, if they're aware and they're cool with it, then, you know, there's really no problem, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, because I saw people people try to be like, this is so disrespectful to the original creator or, like, owners, but, I mean, if the publisher knows, then... and they don't care, then obviously it's not an issue. <laughs> Just to give an example, for a special edition we made of one of our releases in both English and Spanish, 
people were like, mm, but you did have permission, is this allowed? And you know, and, and yeah, we got permission. The permission was like the link or contact the company, hey, what do you think if we do this? And she said, wow, that's a lovely idea. You should definitely do it. Like she even encourages us, you know? Yeah. Of course, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it depends on the company, but yeah. In general, I think they are grateful that someone uh, is trying, you know, to market it better, to, to make good editions and things people will love, which at the end of the day, it's important. Uh, a lot of people think we're blind when we say we actually like what we're licensing. But yeah, we're really not lying. In fact, that's why I had to step away because I was taking it personally. Because it was like, I actually enjoy this thing. I'm not doing this for the money. Like, of course, I want to earn money. I want to live. I don't want to start through that. I think that's a pretty normal wish to have. Or desire in this case, no? Yeah. But, <laughs> but my point is, at the end of the day, it's a bit hard for, at least for me personally, to see myself as a corporate or an agency, sorry, as a company. At the end of the day, I, I kind of feel like I'm a fan translator who's working on, on this professionally. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, but, you know. Sort of, yeah, <laughs> the, the... I, I, see, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. it's a, even though you're a company, the stuff you try to license are things that are, like, that have some kind of personal connection to you in some way. Like you, this is, yeah. it's sort of we like, enjoy a, it. yeah, it's a passion yeah. thing. And I don't just yeah. clarify before. I don't know if anyone like tries to take it out of context. It's not necessarily a passion. Pro- I guess it could be a passion project, but it's something that you are like, you are passionate that you want to share this with more people and you want um, to, and- yeah. Yeah, so, so no, I was just going to say, I'm sure we're not the only ones. I'm sure most companies act like this at some level. But maybe it's because, you know, I'm a bit more sensitive. Uh, what I said at the beginning, that I'm maybe a bit too sensitive to this kind of criticism. But yeah, I can understand why people are skeptical, because, you know, it's a normal corporate strategy to pretend to love the product you're releasing. It's a corporate strategy and a lot mm-hmm. of big companies do it. I'm not saying manga companies, just to clarify. I just mean companies in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in this case, when it's actually the case, it's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Uh, you may have, you kind of mentioned it a little bit above, but Thanks. I wanted to reiterate the question. Um do you current, currently have processes in place to ensure that your final product is as accurate as possible? Mostly this is in regards to, you know, working with that fan translation group. Um, if so, what are those processes? Of course, yes, I, I actually love this question because we've been in the past months uh, really streamlining it, you, you know, making it standard. Of course, yeah. Well, here's how the process goes. First, there's a translation, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> uh, then there's the edition. After the edition, we do what's called uh, the beta reader process, in which a group of people who has never read before the product and doesn't know the original language reads the book, the manga, whatever it is. And they read it, and if they notice any problems, that's noticed immediately to the editor and the translator. And then they try to fix it if 
that was an issue. Or if it's not, they, for example, if it's a mistranslation or, so, sorry, uh, you know, using the wrong term, using maybe a bit of an archaic term, where it will be more appropriate, a more modern one, just to give you an example. Um, then they found this new one, and it was a case of um, the translation is fine, but it's not understood by the reader, because that can that that can and does happen a lot. Because when you know the two languages, like let's say Japanese and English or Japanese and Spanish, you translate it and it sounds fine to you because you already know how it sounds in the original language. You know? So mm -hmm. that's a bit how you just ah oh, okay, yeah, I have to change this because for someone who does not know the language, this is this does not make sense. And then after that thing that thing has been fixed, that error has been fixed, then it read again, but, but by another different person. Yeah, and, and yeah, and if uh, once everything is fine, then we proceed to, you know, the layout process for books and, uh, well, as well as for comics, and, you know, manga, manga, etc. Et <laughs> and then it's, it's sent for review copies and then to printer. Okay. It's a bit of the process. So yeah. are you gonna? So it does oh, go, go through a lot of. Different... Sorry, I was gonna say so it does go through a lot of different people for quality checking. Yes, yes, that's the most important. Thing. Do you have uh, forty beta readers like uh, Brandon Sanderson has? <laughs> 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 I could never be. Uh, we could never be on the on the level of the what? But yes, no, not as many. We have uh, quite a, a, you know, accessible number which rotates a bit because at the end of the day we pick people based on what they enjoy for example if someone enjoys romantic comedies we'll give them uh, the romantic comedies but if we listen I don't know a fantasy manga and he doesn't enjoy it then we won't give it to him but rather to someone who enjoys fantasy manga just to give an example we want to get as close as possible to the final client okay yeah <laughs> that makes sense uh, alerts you have the next question. Yeah, so I think you also kind of mentioned this as well too earlier, but to kind of reiterate the question, reiterate Please. the question, um, could you kind of walk us through the process of how you were able to secure this partnership and the sort of like legality behind it? Of course. Yeah, well, first of all, we had to sign the contract. And once we had the the contract which said that we were the rightful owners of English uh, language rights for this specific book, at least for the foreseeable free feed, as long as the contract stands, we decided to contact uh, this group and say, well, we have the rights and we would like you to co cooperate with us in producing the best possible English version for this book. I specifically approached it then because among other question, uh, things, I was sure that since they're big fans of the work, they will provide, um, at least on some aspects, of course, uh, the best product for fans. That's what, uh, like something like from fans to fans. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and the legal process, uh, of course, since we own the rights, we, if we were to, the, we kind of decide, um, we, we, can decide which kind of translate. Sorry, who, who we want it to translate, and to edit, and you know to work on it. And yeah, 
that's it. We signed a contract with them and we're very happy because we think they're doing a fantastic job, working very hard on it and taking it over many times. Not only them, of course, but also other people. And yeah, we're also working on the art and on the extras. And I think people will will like this kind of, you know, uh, goodies, as we say, <laughs> as we call them. <clears throat> okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I think this is also, you kind of said, so I'm just going to kind of recap, uh, reiterate what you, uh, I think what you had said earlier, and you can just give a, mm-hmm. you and Vlad can give a yes or a no, if depending on the, mm-hmm. um, so okay. the question was, there has, there has been talks of that scan group not providing quality or accurate translations. Uh, how you inval- how you evaluate the work delivered by them? So I think earlier you had said that you had hired a a freelancer, um, yes, an official freelancer to be the correct. editor to review their translations. That's correct. Yeah, and the freelancer came from an acquaintance from another company, like an official company. That's correct. Okay. I think, uh, Vampy, you have the next question. Alright. What are your thoughts on machine translation language, MTL? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I mean... I don't even know what to say. Uh, I think I've been hearing for many years that translators will be eventually... Uh, like replaced by machine translations, but looking at the recent machine translations, well, the recent capa- capacity of machine translations, I don't think that's gonna ever happen, to be honest, because to translate is as much as to adapt. You're not only a translation, you're kind of a writer. You're writing that work in another language. And I don't think machines will be able to replicate that, at least for the future uh, decades. Maybe, you know, in the distant future, that of Doraemon, maybe. But not right now. I, I have a more nuanced opinion. Sorry, um, go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was gonna skip the, gonna skip over me. Um, I've seen what they're coming out with now. Like they've got, um, they've got like AI voice generation that can be used for visual novels that can do like emotion and almost like sentiment analysis, and I think. It's a leap, but I think eventually, uh, maybe not like a like a light novel, but I think maybe maybe something like an anime, when it can do, you know, pull the emotion using sentiment analysis and understand a whole show in context, and then put together a translation using some like neural network. I think it can get a lot closer than what it is right now because what it is right now is it's not taking into account uh, things like context that well um, with what's out there. Um, But I don't think it's like decades away. I think maybe in like the next five to ten years, I think we'll have things that can do maybe not like a deep story, but definitely like a slice of life. I can see being like 95 plus percent could just be machine translated and then just have like an editor ideally somebody who who like knows japanese and can go over it uh but to do like a whole novel and understand the the context i mean i think it's i think it's gonna happen 
based on like what it's been trained like what like what type of stuff is being trained but then i don't know i don't know if we have like good output results or like you know so only there's only so many examples of well translated japanese novels there are and i don't know i think it's i think it's tough because the language is so distant from english yeah yeah would you say that you see it more as a tool instead of a replacement because i know when yes about it like yeah a lot where it's like so for example uh comics titan with their recent setting of um yeah well they had yeah. two that like even for the new well, one the typesetting uh, and the oh. um translation i yeah. yeah. Want, uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I just wanted to say that if you want my opinion, um, as long as it's just as a tool and does not replace translators, and translators get paid the same, I, I think, yeah, if it provides the same quality, they should be able to use it. Like, but I'm not saying right now. I'm saying you know, in a hypothetical future. As long as you know, it's just to make their lives easier, you know, but not less pay or or anything. As long as they can yeah. keep their jobs and and get paid the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I I think the the problem is the and Lars and I have talked about this before, and I think the problem is the view the perspective of it on both sides. So on the business side, right on the the publishers, they think of it as this will replace the letters, this will replace the human letters, this will replace the human translators. And then, which it's not. I think you and Vlad said it best where translation and lettering are like a book, right? Writing a book. Everyone writes a book um, differently. They have what is called prose, right? Your voice, it's different. so you can't machine, sorry, like machine translations cannot replace that. Like you can, it, it just, they just cannot. Uh, it's the same thing for lettering. Letter, letterers have different styles in, you know, how they letter things. And it's, you cannot, it, you know, it's like writing a book again. It, you know, you can't really replace that. But so on the other side, on the letters and translation side, um, you know, it, it's a good tool to for them to use, mm-hmm. but it but and they don't want to, many of them. I think don't really want to use it, but because I think it's in the risk of I'm training my replacement kind of thing, and like yeah. I kind of get it because when you know for an absolute fact that your company is viewing it as a as your replacement. I agree that, yeah, you don't want to use it because it's going to replace, because, you know, your company thinks, hey, this is going to replace you. But it is, I do think that it is, and Lurks and I have talked about this, but I do think it's a good tool for the human letterer, the human translator to use alongside themselves. But I understand the apprehension. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can... Like, I haven't translated much. I've only tried, like, you know, different, like, manga or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine if I was trying to translate... Like, there's always this one manga I thought that I wish I could translate, which would be Rainbow. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, for something like that, that's got a lot of technical terminology that it's got a... You know, the way it's written, it's a little... It's a little seinen. Um I think you can... I think it's at the point where... 
you can use it to do a lot of revision and be like, what's a more natural way to say this line, given the Japanese line is this, and like throw it into, you know, chat GPT or like some other language learning thing. And then given that I know Japanese and English pretty well, I can put two and two together and be like, okay, out of all these suggestions, this makes sense in like the context of the story. Mm-hmm. And it can like, it can do a lot to like augment um, a translator's ability, I think, so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason why I brought up Comics Titan was because I feel like not only did they see it as a cost cutting measure, but they just didn't really. Based on the production or the quality of the final profit, of the final product, it didn't look like they even cared at all about the stuff that they that they were um, producing, anyways. So mm-hmm. that's why the question was brought up. Wait, do we know that if they use machine? Tra- oh yeah, I think they imply. I think it was sort and of it, heavily implied. Yeah, right? they offer they offer it. So it depends on like what companies use, like you know what is being released, and they. I know they offer that. They offer both both those features, like you said. Okay, I just I forgot if uh, I had forgotten if they if Comics Titan or Titan Comics you or Titan Manga their Titan Comics imprint used machine was confirmed to use machine translation on their stuff, but I I think it was maybe Kuga that it was heavily implied by on social media and various um, websites article websites that it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's heavily implied, but I don't know if... I don't think anything was confirmed. Well, we'll find out when we post this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> fair. Uh, forgot what question. Yeah, you have... Right? I think you do, yeah. Okay. Alright, so stepping away from the machine translation stuff, um, we did see... A... <laughs> uh, we did see a tweet in which you guys mentioned you were allowing license suggestions for the Spanish side. Uh, will, at some point later down the road, the English side get that feature? If of so, course. Wa- okay. So, right. sir, sir, I no, was to be here. <laughs> no, no, please, finish your question, please. Pretty much the question was, will, it, will the English side get it at some point, yes or no? Why or why not? Yes, um, as to why it has not happened yet, it's because there are, let's say it this way, a surplus of licenses in English that are not available in Spanish. For some reasons, maybe in some cases it was because it was not uh, someone already had it in Spanish. And in others, it's because we don't think this kind of title will do well at this moment in the Spanish market. Of course, there are many reasons. But as we mentioned before, some of our business partners had some issues and you know we had to delay the the, the announcements we had some and announce uh, sorry some planned for august and others for september which we've had to delay due to some technical issues on our partners in, in you know in china and japan of course, it's nothing to show you, so we think we should be able to announce them pretty soon, but we want to first announce most of, if not everything we have, before saying, okay, yeah, let's, you, you, you can suggest us no, no thing, uh, new things. For Spanish, it's a bit different because we've already released one title, in fact, it was released on last Thursday, 
Um, we've Knight announced all of our uh, license. Not all of course, there are some left to announce. Uh, also because in, it's gonna be soon what's called uh, Salon Manga Barcelona, which is like one of the biggest events of anime manga in the world. Of course, it's not at the le level of Anime Expo or anything like that, but it's very important. It's in December, and thus we want to stockpile a bit on, on new license, and that's why we're asking what they would like. Uh, but yes, for English, I think in some month or so at most, we'll open up license suggestions as well. Okay. Uh, Vamp, you have the next one. All the series you have announced have a large gap in release date between the English and Spanish releases, with Spanish coming out first That's and correct. English. Yes. Do you plan on reducing the gap and have more of a simultaneous release? And if so, what is your plan for that? Mm, the answer to the, your first question is yes, we do plan on that. As for how we plan to do it, mm, we're working with our distribution partners in the US to achieve that. Because um, distribution in the US takes a bit longer than in Spain. For Spain, I can, well, we can just say, mm, hey, we're going to release this uh, book, this manga, this whatever it is, in one month. And our distribution says, sure, sh just... Be sure to have it in the warehouse uh, one week in advance. That's it. Whereas for English, the process takes much longer. Mm -hmm. They need to know it many months in advance. And with with the license that we've announced, that we release it simultaneously. Sorry, that that we're gonna release in both Spanish and English. We didn't want to spoil the license, so like by announcing it in Spanish, for example. I'm not saying anything, but then some people on the English side will notice, and vice versa. So, yeah, to answer your question, the reason there's a gap is because the Spanish side takes much less time to prepare, mm. whereas the the US takes much longer, because, you know, it's different countries. The US is a massive country, whereas Spain is a relatively small country. It's just a, a thousand kilometers wide. So with a truck you can go from one end to the other in the same day, which I don't think it's possible to do so in the US. No, no. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My yeah. plane, that's about it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just different context. But yes, we're working on that. Um, uh, yes, of course, since we're a new publisher in the US, um, it's going to take a while before we can kind of resolve of license, you know, in more quickly. That's the word I was looking. But don't worry because we are we also want to, you know, fix that to be able to have more simultaneous releases so fans don't have to wait as much. Because waiting can be a, a pain in the ass, if you allow me the expression. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and keep in mind this is also not just for them, this is in that in terms of that uh you know that kind of like waiting process for printing that's also like every english publisher english manga publisher or light novel publisher it's all of them i mean and i i bring this up i kind of reiterate this because people always say like like you know viz will announce this series right and then it's like, like dark gathering even though that's out but like okay they announce uh dark gathering and it comes out and like 
14 months from now. It's like, why is it so, you know, why can't you just print it now? Well, that's out of their control. It's out of every publisher. And I'm not just talking for manga or light novels. This is book publishers as well. Like Penguin Random House, um, Simon Schulster, um, those uh, publishers. It's for every book. It's just how are the North American printing, mostly United States, um, the printing is where it takes, um, you know, it takes, they have a minimum nine to 16 months. Like you have to schedule it then. So you can't like uh, Ankh and Vlad were saying, they can't, they have, they may have the book ready, but they have to wait minimum nine months. Um, you know, they, it's so just because for an English, you know, print, right. Um, versus, and for on, you just said the Spanish side, which you can do like the next month, which when you're done, or when yes. you're ready. Um, this I think is same for French publishers, the same for Italian publishers. It, it's just how it is. Um, I don't know why that rules in place. I've asked some publishers, they don't know this is before many of them were even born, honestly. So like, it's, <laughs> it's just an American, it's a North American rule. I don't understand it, but they don't, I don't think they understand it either, but you know, that's just how it is. So, um, I just want to bring that up because I know it's not, I haven't seen it with your company getting this, but I've seen it with the manga publishers, like with Viz and Kodansha okay. and stuff like that of when they announce something is like, you know, nine, 10 months in the future. And people are like, why, why can't you do it now? It's, I, they have no choice. <laughs> I I would also like to do you know to do it now, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can I can understand why people are like that. Of course, they don't know this specific of publishing, which is perfectly normal. That's why we're here to clear up any doubts. Yeah, mm -hmm. we appreciate that. Oh no, don't sweet it. You really do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, many pu English publishers seem to want manga series want to license manga series with a certain number of maximum number of volumes and yes. anything more is not considered. So for example, I'm going to bring in the biggest example, the most obvious example, Kingdom, right? 67 or 69 <laughs> volumes, <laughs> um, you know, currently out in Japan. It has none, it has not started yet in English. Um, you know, people talk about it. Uh, there are several publishers that have mentioned English manga publishers that have mentioned like 12 to 15 volumes is usually our preferred and anything more is considered a long running series. So um, just to provide the listener context. So mm -hmm. with that, um, to Ankh and to Vlad, um, what are your thoughts about that condition? That'd be my first question. What are, your th yeah. what are both your thoughts about that condition? There's okay, well, yeah, that you, you, okay. yeah, we had a specific title that we were considering for a release in, um, I think Spanish that had like 30 some volumes or something like that. Um, I'm not gonna mention it, but when we think about it, it you know, it, it, there are to put it frankly, there are capital restraints, mm -hmm. and it's really, it would really end up being almost like a passion project. In some cases, because what the on the Japanese side, especially, or I mean, really, like in any um, any publisher where you're translating their work, they're going to expect that 
each volume sells a minimum number of copies. Yeah. And so the 67th volume of Kingdom say that they say that the owner in Japan wants each of those to sell like 8,000 copies or something. Or maybe maybe more, maybe like 10 or 20,000 copies. And they come to their number and you come to your number on the English side and think, all right, how much can this start off at? And you know that by the time you get to the 67th volume, you know, at least 90% of the people that read the first volume are not going to end up purchasing that final volume. So you have to consider, um, you know, the decay and what the publisher is looking for. Unfortunately, like there, if I guess it's just like an industry restraint that kind of causes a lot of these projects to not happen where they won't be kind of thinking it as like, Oh, well, you know, every copy is like a win. Like every copy is like, you know, um, they're going to enforce these minimums to the very end. And also there's some point in which translation cost just outrun everything. Let's say just in the example of kingdom, let's say to translate the first volume and the 70 volume will cost the same. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if the 70 volume does not sell enough, you're going to lose money. Because you still have to translate it. You still have to pay the same. You're not paying translators based on how much expectations you have. And you can expect the last volume of any series to sell like 30 to 40% of what the first one sold if the series is, is very successful and you're lucky. So that's what you have to say. You have to, you have to view it like this. Okay. How much is this first volume going to sell? Let's say 10,000 copies. Okay. Can I keep, keep releasing this if I only sell 4,000 copies? And if the answer is yes, then you can go for it. If not, then it, no. But in such case, of course, you don't have a crystal ball, you know? Yeah. You don't have a magic ball. So most publishers would rather not take the risk, which is understandable. I think it's... But, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 please, please go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's interesting of the perspective of what the... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to say the online any manga fandom most of this is talk about manga in this case the mm-hmm. online manga fandom western manga fandom mm-hmm. english mm-hmm. manga fandom um versus the english publishers and what they view as long running so for example i think everyone would be in agreement that kingdom uh hajime no ippo mm-hmm. um those are considered mm-hmm. long running series right but on a smaller scale like Girlfriend, Girlfriend is a series that, uh, or Kanojo Mo Kanojo, the Japanese mm-hmm. title, um, it would be considered long-running to English publishers because it completed. it's completed but has 16 volumes. Versus, not but, the Spanish ones. Not the, oh, sorry, please, 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 no, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, but to English publishers, it would probably be considered, it's likely considered a long-running series because it, it completed with 16 volumes. But to the online manga, English manga fandom, it would not be considered a long-running series because, you know, they don't consider 16 volumes or even 20 volumes a long-running series. 20 to 25 or more, 
maybe considered a long-running series is kind of iffy at that point, but anything under 20 generally is, I think, with the English manga fandom, is an online English manga fandom is not considered a long-running series. Well, to be honest, neither will it be for Spanish publishers. Spanish publishers publish way longer series all the time. But it depends, of course, on the manga. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no. Like, I think Kanojo por Kano, for Kanojo, mm -hmm. which is Girlfriend for Flair. Let me see if it's licensed in Spanish, but I, because I think it, it is. Okay. Because in it's English, a... there's no print. It's digital, but it's digital only with under Kodansha USA, you know, the US division of Kodansha, where the series was originally the same publisher that it was published in Japanese. But no one has the English print of it but like you know no one has an english print of it it's only digital sorry what was the name can you repeat oh. it again uh kanojo mo kanojo that's the kanojo mo kanojo ah yeah. yeah yeah that's the japanese title okay okay one sec please kanojo mo kanojo okay mm. yeah 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 in fact it's published by ibrea here Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so we, like, for us, it, it's, like, uh, it's only digital under the Kodansha's U.S. division, but no one has it in print. Um, but speaking with some publishers, English publishers, I think they, it seems to be if it's um, about usually 12 to 15 volumes uh are kind of considered like that's kind of like their max mostly 12 is usually seems to be the max um and then everything else is kind of considered long run long running but i mean of course some they'll still license them uh and to print and stuff depending on the title but um there are other but many times it's hey this thing has like 20 volumes in it i don't know that kind of thing it's little you know there's more application yeah, hesitation well, I think it's riskier for them as well, which is, as I said, understandable. Gotcha. Um, and now, I guess, to ask the second question of, do you, mm -hmm. uh, does your company have such a limit for manga series? Do you have no. a limit like that? No, we don't, we don't have a limit, but of course we go on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. So you're saying you'd be willing to publish a... 1,000 volume series. Only if it's Kingdom. If not, <laughs> it's Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, alerts, you have the next question. Yes, I do. Okay. So there was a discussion online between a manga journalist and a English manga publisher about the transparency of North American manga sales being released to the right. public. Similar to like what mm. Oricron does with um Japan every In Japan, Japan, yes. Yeah. I mean I have my own thoughts about it, but what are your guys' thoughts on manga sales or book sales really being transparent to the public? I think they should be transparent to the public. What's mm. the worst that that can happen? Let's be honest here. Uh the only one uh I was I would think for it, it the the worst is that for some titles it will it would reaffirm wor the poor selling titles. So like if 
I don't know, we could just, you just take a series and it's not, um, let's say it's not selling well yeah. in, huh? Gantz? Yeah. Okay, fine. You could take Gantz. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say Gantz is not selling well and, but, uh, and, but that information is, but you have like maybe, I don't know, a couple people, maybe let's say a hundred people kind of like, you know, buying the volumes or whatever. But now, you know, that information is public that Gantz, uh, volumes are not selling well uh the, i guess the risk is that oh people like the people who are currently buying are like well if no one else is really buying this they're buying like spy family for example or Jujutsu kaisen mm -hmm. then maybe i should just stop buying gans and buy spy family or Jujutsu kaisen when you think about it yes it's a little shallow right because you're kind of just like, if you really are passionate about something, about a work, it shouldn't matter who's buying it. If it's a big seller or not, you should be supporting it. But there, you know, you know how you know generally humanity can be. So it's like I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna stop buying this thing and buy the more popular thing instead. Just be, you know, which I guess would maybe make the sales of the poor selling thing even worse. I guess that's the only. That's the only thing I could think. I think you make a very fair point, but at the same time, if what publishers said, okay, we can't keep publishing this because we're losing money, people will lock it up and say, oh, they're telling the truth. That's also true. I, and that's the other one, which I agree with. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know how it, the process works. And mm -hmm. this happens for Spanish as well. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. providing this kind I, of info more to the public is good. Sorry. Oh, I, oh, sorry. I was about to. I was thinking in my head, and I was. Oh, I'm out to something. I think. I think it would be a net positive. I think, in terms of like, the sheer number of titles that would come out. Uh, because I think more companies would be interested, and they would have a better idea of all the data across all the titles and as they're coming out, you know, along with like competition and then matching that up with like the Japanese titles without having to um, create that data for themselves as much because that's kind of the process now. Mm. Um, I also think that there's um, getting like the digital sales data mm -hmm. um, is a lot harder. So if there was like all of that data, um, I think other companies that are looking to like get in on certain genres or authors or publishers um, would really like double down in certain spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know for us in the US, uh, we only have the way we get our sales data is through, like, if you don't have any industry connections is through different websites so the one i use and the one winter uses is called icv2 and what they'll do is they will in the middle of the month take the top 20 graphics uh, best-selling graphic novels or excuse me adult graphic novels put up on a list but then later on like towards like the end of the month they'll list all the top 20 manga that sold out in that month yeah they'll split it all pretty... yeah yeah it's still solid data, but it doesn't really tell you the whole scope of everything. Because 
from what we found mm-hmm. out from looking at this the sales data so much is it's not like Japan where the week to week is important for us it's mostly about what's coming out that month is it like a super popular title coming out that month and how does it compare to everything else coming out that month so like you have your standard viz volumes that's like always going to be number one two and three right Mm -hmm. you have dark horse that's either going to be there with their berserk deluxe volume one or not who knows and then occasionally you'll have either like some volume ones from different publishers or a continuing volume from another series but again you can only make so many different judgments and inferences based on that limited data right like yeah go ahead yeah go ahead no go ahead no i I was just going to say yeah and it's only i think you already mentioned like the limited data because if something shows up in one month in the top 20 doesn't mean and it doesn't show up in the subsequent months that does not necessarily mean that it dropped and it, it doesn't mean that it sold poorly after that it just means that it did not hit the top 20 and mm-hmm. the only thing that we really have to kind of understand the what how certain series do or certain volumes is the comic beats articles they do they post of the um like the following year um right and it's really just and they all they all they post are the rankings now because i think circada circanda circana circana the circana thank you the circana um who they they own the um you know all the sales tracking the print sales trackings and stuff like that of all books um they implemented saying hey you cannot like in 2017 or something 2018 they implemented saying hey you cannot post the units sold or the sales data or something like that so like we get the rankings how things ranked we just don't know how much how many units were sold yeah yeah right which is yeah like we see like oh okay let's say my dress of darling was in like volume nine is like number you know 55 rank 55 but we don't know how much we know it did really well based on that rank but we don't know like how much it actually sold at the end of the year yeah they probably don't want people like reverse engineering too much with how the rankings work with like companies like like amazon where most of the sales come from too so they don't want this data to be public because the business of buying and selling that book data is kind of big also yeah i mean although it would mostly oh go ahead Lars. no go ahead you're gonna say something I'll oh you i was gonna say it's mostly on the like the side of the journalism because like the information like if you know like comics beats for instance they have to pay to get that information like they have mm-hmm. to pay the same like um well okay any company who has to get that information they have to pay and right. so like is i don't know it's like they used to do it. That's before, like, Circana bought MPD or whatever. But, like, they... But Comics Beat has to pay for it every year. And, I mean, so they're still getting money from it. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I do... I think I... Me, personally, I do agree that I think it should be public. Or it should be... It shouldn't be that much of a... um That much of a strict restriction. Or rest- strict restriction of visibility on it. 
Right. Yeah, for the reasons that you both said. But sorry, alerts. Yep. I keep interrupting you. What are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I, no. It's okay. I'll. You'll pay me enough Amazon gift card, right? <laughs> and um, a little Caesar's coupons. And right. little Caesar's coupons. <laughs> Most important. Most important. No, but I agree. One little Caesar's a day. <sighs> yep. No, I That's want little Caesar's. That's my price. Um, but you're right, and I think everyone here is in agreement with this because you know. What I see oftentimes, too, is accounts trying to cover the specifically North American side of things, oh, yeah. but not understanding the nuances of North American consumer behavior. Because I think I saw something where it was like, oh, the One Piece live action came out, but volume one didn't skyrocket to the top 20. And then someone said, oh, well, that's because there's volume still being backlogged in sales. And it's like, Hold on a second. What? Like you're just throwing out mumbo jumbo without really understanding like how Yeah. The North American market kind of reacts and functions, right? Yeah. Specifically in the US, like I said, it's not about what manga is coming out that week. It's more about what's coming out that month. So obviously everyone's gonna have their favorite title, right? But then what are the other titles people are picking up? That's the question we should be asking. And in those cases, it's either going to be from the same publisher or it could be people trying out a new publisher for the first time. That's, you know, kind of similar, just feeling genre, new genre, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what's mm -hmm. most interesting to me. But as you said, we can only fit, um, find out so much from the top 20 or we would have to wait till like the end of the year. Actually, not even the end of the year, a little bit into the next year mm -hmm. to find out what the top 100 manga were. No, 750. 750? Yeah, because it's the 750 uh, graphic novels. Right. And then, right. But it's a mix. It's not just manga. It's graphic novels, anything that's not a actual book. And so light novels fall under, you know, books. So, for example, The Eminence and Shadow is going to go head to, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tress of the Emerald Sea, right? Like, that's that's how that works. But same with, like, the you know, the Chinese novels, you know, the Don Mei or what have you. Um, that's their category. But manga and uh, graphic novels, they all are in the same grouping. So, you know, I think, was it like Diary of a Wimpy Kid is like one or something like that? Then, um, you know, it's with, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, which is also mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, like they're all in the same, they're all in the same category, which is like comic books, graphic novels, etc. Yep. Yeah, that's how BookScan does it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time to stock up or invest in a Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Captain Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Captain of Peak. <laughs> yeah. yeah like i think one of the because I, I i agree with you alerts um it would be like for example if i get this if i see the sales of how manga performs in the spanish market and i just make like oh it's because the spanish market doesn't like this series now and people many spanish uh people who live in spain or um or any Spanish-speaking market, any markets, any Spanish-speaking locations that fall under the Spanish market would be like, "Yo, what the heck are you talking about? You're just speaking out of your ass, right? You have no idea what's happening. You know 
how our market is. What do you think you're doing? It's the same thing in with the North America. We have, I've seen online, there are a lot of people who don't live in North America. And really, I mean, to be specific, Canada and the US, um, who they basically like, they get that they see the sales of how certain manga are performing and they make these assumptions, which are like, there's no basis for this. I know for, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. I know you're a, you don't live in <laughs> North America. You don't live in the US or Canada. You're making these off wild remarks and, <laughs> and analysis with no basis to like back this up. And you don't understand how our market is. And I think that's what alerts, that's what you're kind of touching on. And that's not to say people can't cover it, right? That's right. Big, no one, we're not here out here trying to say um, you can't cover another market sale. I mean, that's how, what, half of these accounts do anyways. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I think before you make an assumption or make a guess about something, really take a look at the information you're trying to like present first before you know i would probably even go further into maybe talk to someone who lives in that market before you try to make those assumptions because i feel like people don't really those same accounts don't do that for oricon that much they would just say oh like oceanoko is doing well blue block or blue lock is doing well or you know or you know jujutsu kaisen's down and like they'll mostly just say that and or oh there's a surge in uh for volumes for undead and luck oh you can tell because it's the anime but then that's all they'll stick stick with which is fine right because that's the data that you have available (laughs) right but with the north american market it just seems like it's more of a like, I can make whatever speculations I want, even though I don't live in the United States or Canada, and I don't talk to anyone who lives in the United States and Canada to get their opinion. It's just, I'm just going to make wild speculations based on this data and just misrepresent what's happening. And it's like, you know, kind of spread a little bit of misinformation there. And it's like, wait, so why are you just doing this for the North American market? You don't see you don't see other people doing it for other markets, right? It's it's kind of, as someone who like focuses I, on I, like I, the I, North American manga I, sales, I, it kind of, it's a little bit of pet peeve for me. I think it's it's because um, North American culture has reached all over the planet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in all aspects that follow more closely what happens in the US than what happens in their own country. In all aspects, manga, politics, uh, culture, whatever. So I think that's expected. That doesn't happen in other markets because we're not seen as the center of the world by so many people. I don't agree with that view that the US is the center of the world. I don't. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do, even if in like consciously. Um so I think that's that's why a lot of people comment on manga sales in the US. I think so I sort of agree, but I think now what I've noticed, and I think alerts, uh, we've talked about this before, is that the manga sales in the U.S. was generally ignored on social media, mostly Twitter, until mm-hmm. like very recently. And I'm talking about maybe earlier this year. Oh. I, yeah, I think there was something that um, 
I think it was something that came out. Uh, I know, I think it was, I don't know, this is how I saw the timeline. It alerts, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you thought something different. But I know um, the journalist uh, Deb Aoki, I think I say her name right, um, she posted a article about the rise in manga sales in the United States. And uh, there was a whole breakdown. I forgot if she wrote that article or if she was just retweeting that article or something, but it was a whole breakdown of how it's grown and everything like that. I know I've commented on it and like covered it a little bit on social media. Um, and I think alerts kind of did as well. And I noticed literally after that day, it was like that day or actually two days afterwards, a lot of the manga sales uh, accounts that only covered Oricon sales and maybe their countries or their region sales, because I followed them for a while. Then they started focusing, they started taking, you know, doing US manga sales. It was like, and so with that, um, I feel like they saw those kind of posts of like what, what Deb retweeted or wrote and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it got big, it blew up her account, or not her account, but her tweet blew up like big time for that, uh, you know, like posting that information because it was very informative. I think a lot of, when it shows like, hey, this is a big market, like manga is a big market in the U.S. again, like even bigger than in the early 2000s. I think it caused a lot of the ones who do sales to, you know, focus on the U.S. market now, which is fine. But instead of just reporting, they're reporting and providing, this is why certain things are selling the way they are. And it's like, but you don't live here. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't live here. You're, you're, I don't think you have the enough information and context to make these kind of speculations. Yeah, so I do agree that, like, I, I don't know, it's just something that I saw, like, that's, because that's when it happened. It was just that transition there. Um, so that's kind of why um, it's just, when you're kind of saying, you're kind of misinterpreting data or maybe misrepresenting the data and making um, analysis based on wild speculations and you don't, live in that market it's kind of it's a little bit of a pet peeve but it because it's just like you know you could just report it and that's cool right i mean you don't have to bring it and say things like oh dragon ball is down because everyone hates goku it's like what <laughs> you know that kind of thing but sorry that's just a me that's just kind of a slight pet peeve of mine but <laughs> Well, Vampy, what the are your... fans always win. Yeah, I was to say, Vampy, do you have any thoughts or opinions you want to throw into the ring, or no? About sharing manga sales in the U.S.? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I also think it could be helpful. Um, of course, it helps with, like, the history of why don't we have this license, or why does this not get reprinted? It's like, so, well, they yeah. tried it back in the day and it failed horribly, and that's why it will never be reprinted. Sorry. <laughs> right. But also, I, I feel like I don't really agree with like a lot of people who will be like, 
well, I'm not gonna buy this series because I see a lot of people post about reading it. But then, like, you can kind of, like, follow the sales history and see, well, maybe not as many people are buying it as you think yeah. there are. <laughs> so, it's like, just because something is popular online doesn't mean that it's actually selling, like, as much as you think it is. Yeah. Um, especially because we're not only interacting with people from the U.S., we're also interacting with people in other countries. So, them buying it does nothing for, like, the publishers and markets here. And it's not really reflective of the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and then if it never gets, like, reprinted or that artist never gets another series released in English, you kind of know why. Or you can, or they could, like, I guess, realize, oh, this series does need more support or I should be buying this and not like, ah, oh, this this series is taking care of itself, I guess, because it has so many fans that I can just not support it. Yeah. No, um, you're, you're making a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, it'll... series that needs uh, little Susan's coupons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. I This 50-volume series needs little Caesar's coupons to keep it running. <laughs> for sure. Um... And I think a lot of people also don't know about the uh, the hammock effect that um, I forgot the name of the article. Oh, Comics Beat. That was them. Yeah, Comics Beat, the hammock effect, where it's like, oh, the beginning and ending volumes of a series sell a ton, but not really the middle, because people yeah. tend to buy the first and last volumes, and then they mm. wonder why the middle volumes are like the hardest to find in a series later on when it's out of print or they're trying to get their hands on it. They're like, why specifically in the middle? Like, well, cause nobody buys those as much. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably not printing as many for demand. Yeah. And not um, many people are backordering enough too. That's the other part. Yeah. Uh, so I do think it can help, especially in, and also, like, just because an anime adaptation is popular doesn't mean that the manga sold super well either, which is, I think, is another thing people get mistaken. They're like, well, everybody watched this anime 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay, but then they don't, did they buy the manga 20 years ago? Right. Uh, like, or even now, even now, everybody loves this anime, or everybody would love this anime. Did they buy the, the manga? Well, no, but everybody loves the anime so much. Yeah. I'm looking at you raving at the Inner Palace. Everyone's like, this is amazing. This is great. This is great. Did any of y'all buy the light novel? That's a weird question. Like, re <laughs> really? <laughs> we don't really know. No. We'll never know. But I do have a question. for me, like, I, I would, like, change up my priorities probably if I knew, like, the sales data of like, series that I really liked that were coming out. Like, if, if I knew one was doing way better uh, than the other, and I liked both of them equally, I'd be like, okay, let me pre-order the one that's doing, like, not as well, or, like, push more people to read that one, and yeah. then I could buy the yeah. next one, like, next time I get paid or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that all the serious questions that we have? Yeah. Uh, before we want to, before we go into the uh, fun questions, did we want to, um, Ankh, I know you provided a uh, actually a sneak peek into um, one of your upcoming novels or 
gra- not graphic novel. Sorry, no, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a, I would say novel, but definitely correct me off that. But it's um of the you know prolific uh, title Soulmates. Now this is a Spanish um version oh, yes. of it. Um, alerts. I don't know if you want to uh, you or Vampy wants to share your screen, and I guess we can like go through it. And I think um, Ankh or Vlad, you two can talk about it. Oh, I actually need to. One second. Okay. I have the. Phone All right. right. Yeah. I'm like. Are you able to see it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we just wanted to show a sneak peek of it. Um, this is the Spanish version, which is going to be released in a month and a half. And, you know, this, you know, so... Oh, hold on. This is, oh, yeah. All right, this okay. is, right, yes, this is the opening scene, which is, you know, what it is. <laughs> oh. it, it does not leave much to imagination. But yes, of course, this is what's written in Spanish. Yep. Um, and so, uh, Soulmates yes. is a... Barre, is that correct? Baire, yeah. Barre, okay. Um, I'm sorry, I'm never going to get that right. No, no, no. <laughs> My pronunciation <laughs> bad. Which is a girl's it's love. Yeah. yeah, it's the equivalence of beauty. Okay. Yeah, and this is just, you know, the opening pages, nothing too specific. We just wanted to show a bit okay. how how it's going to look. Uh, you know, we were, well, those of us that have worked on this, I've worked on the Spanish version. We're so excited to bring it, you know, to people because it's not as well known as in English. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I got too excited seeing this. <laughs> I, I, knowing that it's, you know, going to the printer very soon. Uh, in fact, I actually tomorrow, the day, the day after tomorrow, it's already going to be the printer and it's going to be printed. And printed in Spanish. Just nice right. Yeah, this is Spanish. Yeah. Spanish. Yes. Yeah. In English, it's going to be released in some months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, like, the translation and everything is already done. We just need uh, for our rotulist or the people who edits the man the sort of the manga manhua and whatnot mm-hmm. to put um, in it and yeah and that will be said okay. but yeah basically uh, this is the second manhua we're gonna publish in spanish and it's also the the first paige manhua ever published in spanish mm-hmm. and okay. oh, wow. yeah and the jury of the Oslo genre has some problems in Spanish. Well, problems, not, that's not the word I was uh, looking for. When I mean problems, I mean um, it's a bit of a hit or miss. Uh, a lot of people don't really trust it so much. But oh. we will, yeah. thanks to our omnibus version, more people will be inclined to buy Soulmate and enjoy it. And, you know, uh, the best recommendation I can give is just go pick it up in your local bookstore, your local manga store, and read the first ca- chapter. And you'll be hooked and be like, yeah, you know what, I want I want to read more. <laughs> that's why this. And that's why we made the Omnibus version, because um, we wanted to provide a cheaper alternative. Because we were like, okay, yeah, we can make three volumes or two volumes. But if we made three volumes, it will 
the final cost will be around $55 or something like that. Uh, On the other hand, if we make two volumes, the final cost is going to be 40, $42 or something like that. $42, 43 okay. So we were like, yeah, well, let's do it. Why? Because it's going to be cheaper. For people, it's going to be cheaper. And people won't have to wait as much to enjoy the second part, let's just say. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, I know for you, except for, except for manga, <laughs> unless this is going to be all gibberish, but... <laughs> hey, but yeah. we'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. I do want to comment on is I really do love the lettering and the, t- or excuse me, the typesetting oh, yes. on this as well, too. This looks way, like, um, I actually, fun fact, just started getting into the process of helping mm-hmm. with typesetting and quality checking for certain yes. for certain series can't talk about which ones though but um <laughs> just seeing the like the drastic difference from like what i've seen to this this is like really well done especially like the sound effects here as well too like i know like right. on like for the average person it's like oh well it's just simple you know it's not it's not it's not it's really not no so being able to see, you know, a preview of this, especially at the at the quality you guys are doing, is insane to me. I think one of my favorites is where she kind of wakes up for her morning routine. Yeah. I like I like this, and I like how the sound effect fits perfectly onto the sleeve too. Ah uh, yeah 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 no well I'm gonna say that's the amazing work work of Ke Jamping, uh, the illustrator for the manhwa. Which is just amazing. Yeah. And actually, if if you don't mind, a bit yeah. of a plug-in for the Spanish, uh, sorry, version of Selling Concubine, another manhua will release it. We're gonna release it. Um, if you want, you can check uh, the PDF pre- of the first sh- chapter. We put it. One yeah, second. Definitely be. Yeah, because. I, mean... uh, I. I, I yeah, so, 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 go ahead. I'm going to send it in. Uh, yeah, in general. If you want to show it off as well. Yeah, let's go ahead and get that. Um, get that there too. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, this is the full chapter. Okay. Mm, okay. I like the logo too. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. The font yes. on this. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm a freaking sucker for this type of stuff right here. No, please, please go ahead. Yeah, I, we're very I'm proud of the typesetter. This and yeah. the, the way the number one looks. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Granted, it's kind of, um, what is it, blown up, so I get it, but wow, this looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, first off, the art of manhwa in general is just amazing, as well as manhwa. Yeah. Both Korea and China are really, really uh, stepping up their game, so to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, and there's been, it's, it was a bit hard to find someone that could adapt from webtoon to like printed uh, format. But we actually had to hire people from Thailand because they license a lot of Chinese uh, web web comics, web web manhwa. Yeah, I bet that um, translation must have been difficult because 
for those that yes. don't know, when it comes from when it comes to like webtoons and all this other stuff, usually it's done vertically. And yes. the way all the paneling works is you would read it from top to bottom. But on a printed book, you're reading it from I think it's left to right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Left to right, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So having to like mm-hmm. find the breaks to like make it still readable in that sort of format must have been a really big challenge. Yep. Especially with some of like the yeah. uh mm-hmm. what is it? Paneling here too. I know yes. in some of those like vertical shots, like the transitions just oh, amazing. So so far, no, dude, I'm really impressed with like with all of this, really. I really am. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah, uh, we're working on the uh, English version as well, and we hope to be able to show it pretty soon. It's just our typesetter is on holiday right now, so we'll wait until she gets back. I know this is like pretty small, but I love how I love this part right here. Yeah, yeah. the dots uh-huh. trailing off in like this unique way. Oh yeah. Sounds good. And anything else that's really cool. Ooh, I like this one too. Well, this one's. From the original, oh. I also think this as well, too. Yeah, I don't know who it is in English. Well, I can't remember off the top of my head. But in Spanish, we keep uh, for the for the sound effects, we keep it in the original and then we put the translation right below. Uh, so for English, right. it depends on the publisher, um, what I've seen. Oh, so, see. like, some of them, so like, Viz is more in terms of a spectrum. I'm probably going to piss people off, but whatever. In terms of spectrum, Viz, is, Viz Media goes really like above and beyond in the way of what they do is replace the sound effects, generally replace their sound effects and um, use the English version of said sound effect, but has the same style as the original source. Um, yeah, so like that one, Viz will replace it to the English one, but it would be in the same exact style of how... Um, how that source is uh generally and then i think towards the towards the end like the other side of the spectrum is like i know titan manga and yimpress a bit from but what from what i've heard they're changing which is like they still have the sound effects like the of whatever the language is and they have the english one in like sort of similar but mostly it's like in the same kind of like in the dialogue setting format um so it's like uh so if it's like uh so yeah in like same kind of type setting that's in the that's for dialogue that's also for dialogue or whatever like so they kind of just keep it pretty straightforward of this is how it is or whatever um kind of like that kind of standard whatever you kind of like that while viz goes like kind of above beyond and do a a complete replacement but and use the english version of said sound effects but in the same style and the other publishers like seven c's kodansha um dimpa what have you udon whatever all of them are kind of and then you know of course many more they're all under like they're kind of all like within that spectrum range like everyone's kind of everyone's generally different um but like they're all like in between that in that spectrum. Ah, uh, I see. 
Yeah, I didn't really think it. Yeah. I didn't really notice it until I saw a conversation about it with a letterer. Um, with a said letterer, I think they work at Seven Seas or something, and they were talking about it. And um, cause they, I think they were talking about uh, Titan Comics um, mm-hmm. recent lettering or something. And so I did a comparison of I looked at my Viz volume of Mashal. I, I looked at Mashal, one of my Mashal volumes. I looked at Yimpress volume. I think it was Oshinoko, or no, Delicious in a Dungeon. Then I looked at Shangri-La Frontier, which is Kodansha USA. And I looked at Berserker Gluttony, which is Seven Seas. And I looked at how they all did the typesetting. And um, they all did it in different ways. But I noticed how they were. And it was, it was kind of interesting to see the differences and how they do it. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's like, you know, it's just, that's kind of the spectrum I noticed. And it was kind of, uh, it, was, it was kind of interesting to just see the different styles. Which kind of goes back to what we've said earlier in the podcast about machine translation you know like for translations and letterers right everyone has a different style just like everyone writes differently and you cannot replace that you cannot replace the human behind that no matter how much a company wants to try yeah i i agree with that there's a human flavor so to speak yeah and actually uh, that's really interesting because as I said, in Spain it's very standard, it, like it's like been very standard in standard size set. So every publisher uses the same. Um, yeah, that's that's well. Of course, for the English uh, market, we're we're gonna hire uh, well aside from this typesetter, which is probably talented, mm-hmm. we're gonna console with. Other uh, so so with typesetters which have worked in other manga in the past and see how we go with uh, the sound effects. But yeah, we're very satisfied as you might be able to tell. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. From for uh, of the work or typesetter has done, as you know, I think it's she did a, quite a good job. I think manga Lers is gonna agree with me. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, of course, we as as we said before, uh, we need to adapt to how the English market works as well, and we plan on doing just that. All right, cool. It's, we're yeah. looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I would make a recommendation. I think, me personally, mm-hmm. I would keep the original sound for the English side. Okay, keep the original sound effects very similar to how you guys do it in the Sp- in the Spanish preview we saw. Keep the original mm-hmm. sound effects, but have like a little translation note for it. Eh, I mean, I, I think that I think he. Sh- I I personally think they should look at. I mean, uh, they should get it reviewed because I have yeah. seen that get heavy criticism. While you may be okay with it, and generally I'm kind of okay with it, a lot of people don't like that. I I do think that I I think no offense, man, but I I do feel like maybe they should. Consult someone with more experience than us no, for that one. Me, I know what I'm talking about. I have uh, two days. I looked at the Spark Notes. Uh, I asked Chat GPT. <laughs> I know what Give I'm talking about. Give it the GPT about. special. Oh, yeah. Chat GPT special. I've been on. I've been fighting people left and right in Reddit on how the title should be licensed or lettered or translated. I think I got an idea of, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an industry it's expert. Credited, 
Sorry, ma 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 Mangales, do you want to know what the ChatGPT specialist? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Oh god. He's the first. There was one time that for a different book in Spanish, we were looking for reviews. Mm -hmm. And we thought back then, obviously we didn't know that ChatGPT uh, could look at Google and we were like, yeah, it's, it's going to make our work much easier. And then we put, okay, yeah, can you provide me reviews for this book? Yeah, because it was like, oh, uh, ChatGPT is going to search it in Google and you know, and we'll see what comes up. <laughs> and then <laughs> there was one review that said, oh, this book is the best that has happened to science fiction science. <laughs> science, uh, I think it was Isaac Newton or something like that. <laughs> Isaac Asimov. And it was like, <laughs> it was, I said, you should buy it. And it... <laughs> <laughs> So you, you try to convince ChatGPT to buy it? Just gave us... They, like, generated a review. <laughs> Instead of giving us some reviews that existed. The name was John Smith, best-selling author. God. <laughs> I didn't even know what book we were talking about. <laughs> it just completely made it up. That's, like... That's, like, the, uh... There was some, there was, I think some, oh someone God. did a review of, I think so, no, I think someone did a review of Oceanoco for their website in English and they used ChatGPT. Oh and, my God, I remember. And, and ChatGPT got the character, <laughs> got everything wrong about it. So for example, it, they didn't say I, Hoshino, and Goro. They said they changed Goro to be called Subaru, and I was <laughs> Chizuru. What? And I was like, hold oh, up, because no, it was just, so it switched. So I'm like, I'm like, oh man, someone needs to make a meme of Subaru from ReZero and Chizuru from Rent a Girlfriend, like <laughs> have the title of Ushinoko next to it. And I was, I could not finish that that review because I was laughing so hard, <laughs> like. I was like, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> somebody I... just wants to somebody just wants the autogen prove that they watched every anime. Their <laughs> 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 reviews. Oh man, that that was a that was a sight to behold when winners showed me because I'm like I'm like, no who the hell is Chizuru? I'm like, who the hell is Super Chizuru in this? <laughs> it's not even Oshino at this point. It's freaking Rent Her Girlfriend Zero at this point. You know, the crossover episode. Oh my god, don't give it ideas. Oh, right. oh my gosh. Uh, right. So I think now it's time for the uh, fun questions. The ones you've been waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, so we made sure again that these uh, questions are uh, super difficult to answer. They're all really loaded, so it's really going to engage your guys' <laughs> brains. Really going to put you guys sure. on the edge of your seats. Oh. Um, really going to be pushing the envelope. You thought we pushed the envelope with the serious questions? No, 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 no. We really made sure. We even asked ChatGPT themselves, the ChatGPT. The ChatGPT. <laughs> 
to help us out here. So, uh, who has the first non-serious question? I think it's Vampy. Oh, me. Vampy. Yes, you do. So, you're not prepared. Be prepared. I'm not ready. You're not Vampy. ready. <laughs> Go ahead. Are you planning on buying the visual novel anonymous code? I'll read it. <laughs> you what? I already did. Oh, you're right then. Um, I don't know. It sounds. <laughs> I mean, it sounds interesting. Uh, I briefly heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only read. Steins Gate and Steins Gate Zero. Missy uh, visual novel, me boy. Gotcha. Yeah. Back on Steins Gate. I'm not going to lie, yes. I only bought it because it came with a steelbook for a pre order, so I bought it. That's the only reason that's all you got? Hey, those yeah. steelbooks and stuff are pretty good for the, for, um, the size for, of the Okay, for games. Anonymous Code, though, on the Nintendo Switch, that steelbook actually looked pretty solid. No, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, most of the time, like, they're, they're pretty solid. The Science Adventure <laughs> games are pretty solid with their steelbooks and extra stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, I think the next question is, have any of you played Starfield yet? Uh, no. Ayasura, Ayasura is the adoring fan but in Starfield. I literally said that you have the adoring fan in Starfield and that decided that, yeah, I have to play it, but no, I have not yet. Wow, okay. Uh, alerts, you have the next question. I was going to add one more comment too, oh. about the about the uh, anonymous code thing. So, see, if you really want to roast me, I bought uh, Jack Jean, who um, uh, yeah. Gui Ishida worked on. I only bought it because of the cover art. I haven't even opened up the little... Wow. You know, like how the games come in like a little wrapper? Like, you know, like the... Yeah, I haven't even opened it. I only like it because the cover art was pretty. I think there's an art book out there I need to buy. Gotcha. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I kind of got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, please. No, I'm just going to say something stupid. Go ahead. Please do say something is stupid. Do say something. I <laughs> dare you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think I bought it on sale, but I would have probably bought it full price. Mm. Based. Based. Now, what were you gonna say, on? No, no, nothing. I was, I, I was gonna say that uh, I recently bought uh, Second Hand Bad Ten Kaitos uh, Remaster. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. the person who sold it to me told me, yeah, I just bought it because I like it, the steel box, so you're not sorry, the steel box, so you're not the only one out there. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, see, there you go. All it takes is a cool steel book and you got me sold. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I mean, so, manga yeah. steel books win. <laughs> Are you guys going to produce a manga steel book? Know that you asked us to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll be waiting for the pre-order to drop, and I'll make sure to pre-order as many I, as my wallet can afford. Yes, sir. As, as I pray, unlimited steel boxes. <laughs> unlimited steel book works. There you go. Okay, so... This next question is a pretty loaded question, all right? <laughs> if Crunchyroll was to knock on your door 
and expressed interest in acquiring your company. What's the minimum amount you'd sell for? A hundred thousand Caesar's pizzas. <laughs> Little Caesar's pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yes, they they should be good to eat and not be rotten, please. Mm, okay, Vlad, any thoughts and opinions on this? Um, we have to consider <laughs> the rate at which the, the pizzas are made. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> because you either get the pizza. Because down. if you yeah, you're right. yeah, if you look at how dreadful <laughs> the western economy is <laughs> these these seven dollar pizzas in 30 years are probably gonna be 58 bucks <laughs> so so potentially we're looking at like uh eight hundred <laughs> wait 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 58 like 5.8 million potentially delay the payment but um yeah i don't know <laughs> to be honest if you want a kind of honest um answer it will depend if Crunchyroll were to just say yeah give all, give us i don't know millions of dollars and let us keep like all creativity intact like we want to license this is just you know i think we will be open to the idea just because that will allow us to bring more amazing works, which at the end of the day is what we want to do. Right. As long as we don't starve to death, we're fine. And that <laughs> that part is optional. We might start, but not to death, you know, fasting right. for the yeah. win. And, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we don't think we will sell it anyway. If it reaches that point, I don't think we will sell it. But of course, uh, it's not up to me or to Blood to decide. It's up to all of us. Right. I'll yes. just make sure, like, when I come in with my offer, I'll be sure to, like, get everybody pizzas. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Vampy, you have the next one. All right. Um, what manga and light novels are you currently reading? For man manga, I just like 10 minutes before this started, I was reading Amayo Notsuki, which is published in Spain by Distrito Manga, which is uh, an imprint of Penguin Random House. Uh, and it's written by Kusushiro, or Kusushira, I never recall. I think it's Kus Kusushiro, Kusushiro. It's a Yuri manga, uh, which deals with... Um, Deafness, one of the girls is deaf, and the problem is such this capacity brings to her. And I think it's quite a, a interesting and sweet read, to be honest. I'm quite enjoying it more than I thought I would. And I even enjoyed it more than another famous Yuri manga that I started to read recently, which is Whispering You a Love Song or Sasayaku Yo Nikoi Nouta. Don't get me wrong, I am also enjoying uh, a lot. But I, this one, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. As for light novel, the one I'm reading currently will be, I think it was in English or in Spanish? Uh, sorry, sorry, in English or in Japanese? Yeah, whichever okay. one. If it's in English, I'm reading uh, the English translation by Empress of Magical Re Girl Revolution. Uh... Or Tenten Kakumen. 
Yeah. Yeah, because uh, my friend told me it was really good, uh, and I decided to check it out because, you know, I've read the novels in Japanese and I quite enjoyed them, but I wasn't sure if the translation was good or not. It's not that I thought it was bad, but if I know it's good, like I've seen it by myself, I'm. I will recommend it to more friends because I quite like that, both the show and the novel. And if it's in Japanese, the one I'm reading, um, <clears throat> sorry, the one I'm reading currently, well, I'm both reading a web novel, which is Shu Ikai no Kuras, which is yet another Yuri web novel, now that I think about it. And <clears throat> in, like, in the uh, format of... Um, What's the word? Uh, printed format. I'm <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> My God, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm currently enjoying uh, one kind of a classic, uh, which is Konosubarashi Sekai Nishiku Fukuo. I read like up to volume ten many, many years ago, and never, you know, it it ended there back then. So now I'm catching it again, and uh, I'm loving the heck out of it. I'm a big fantasy reader. When I read in English, I tend to read fantasy, so I love to read this, what is clearly a parody of fantasy and isekai in general. Sorry for the, the long answer. No, no worries. Uh, what about you, Vlad? Yeah. Um, I'm just, like, forever reading One Piece. <laughs> Trying to catch up. <laughs> She's talking the live action. Oh, I actually... <laughs> I liked it more than the anime. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's not okay. really a controversial opinion. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I feel like it's not really a controversial opinion because it because like a lot of people forget like the the live action streamlines a lot of stuff that the anime split across because you know it was close to the source material right at the time. Yeah. yeah. Also, I have like this one. <laughs> it's not even really an issue, but I just always find that hilarious that since Toy. Uh, Toei made One Piece. All the like attacks and sound effects just make me think I'm watching Dragon Ball Z again. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, when the gear out, I was like, wait, hold on a second. I'm pretty sure I've heard this sound effect before. Just like, and behold, yes, I did. Like, was that a Super Ghost Kamikaze attack? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh my god. I'm not surprised. It's crazy. But yeah, actually, I really like the, uh, the live action. And I got some other people to, some other friends of mine to be like, oh, like my one friend, mm-hmm. he liked the live action so much, he went and bought all of One Piece in Japanese. Oh, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. He was like, all right, now it's time to get into One Piece at long last. <laughs> all right, to get back um, into it anyway. Don't make me get into One Piece, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very long. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, uh, the next question is, uh, what anime are you most excited for in the upcoming fall season? Let's start with Vlad this time. Okay. Yeah. Wait, there's two. There's, there's, uh, I don't know. There's two that are kind of interesting. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so they're making the anime of the Apothecary Diaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, And... (laughs) <laughs> there's a certain berserk anime with a certain black uh, swordsman. Oh, gluttony. <laughs> yeah, berserk. I just thought it was funny that the uh, the similarity, but yeah. um, 
That'd be a funny one to see if it's any good. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna buy what was it? Uh, the light novel and the manga because the volume one cover looked pretty fucking. Oh, I own all of the volumes of the manga. I I love Berserk of Rotony. I I didn't know there was gonna be an anime this season, and uh, now I'm excited for it. Thank you. I didn't even know it was like a popular thing. I thought it was just like an ironic show. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's actually it's. I think it starts uh, in October. Yeah, I have all of the volumes wow. of the manga adaptation. I have not read them yet. It's on my list, but I have not read them. Oh, how how is the manga? I oh I don't know. I haven't read. Just... I have not read them yet. <laughs> I am getting to hey. it. I am actually. I, I will get to it. But right now, I'm reading Fire Force. I have a couple. Oh, so that that's a, oh, that okay. All right. To. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ankh? What are the anime of the fall season that you're looking forward to? It's a good question. Um. I think the one I'm most looking forward to is the I'm in love with the beginnings uh, because uh, I quite enjoyed that novel and it's also one of the most popular like novels released in Spain in mm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm quite excited for that. Note that you know, Blood said Berserk of Lottery, I'm inclined to say Berserk of Lottery as well. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, I'm gonna be a bit honest, maybe. Um, since I broke up with who was then my wife, um, mm. I've not watched much more anime because we used to watch it together and it, it hurts a bit to watch any kind of media on my own. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, of course, it's not that I'm put off of anime like forever. <laughs> That's not the case. It's just right now I'm not keeping up with it as much as in other situations because I'm getting back into video games and reading in general. But yeah, of course, I plan on watching at at least an episode of each of them and see how I like it. But yeah, the most excited I'm is for the Billionaire's one. I really hope they do a proper job because it's not only quite a good book, but also uh, it deals with many issues of the LGBT community in Japan, and it's really interesting how they treat them. But of course, I'm not gonna spoil it. I do recommend well, just check it out and see how you like it. But, but yeah, uh, in any case, I guess I'm not particularly excited about any other, or any uh, on anything other than that. But mm-hmm. that might be because I've not checked them out. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I guess now we can switch over back. Oh, to I'm sorry. I just realized. Uh, no, when Ankh, you mentioned I Am Love the Villainous. That's the series yeah. alerts. I'm sorry. A long time back, we were talking about, I think whether it was in Discord or it was in the Twitter space. No, it was in your Twitter space. We were talking yeah. about there are three series that Seven Seas did some censorships to that made people really upset. It was oh. Jobless Reincarnation. That's right, um, okay. Classroom of the Elite and I'm in Love with the Villainess. That was the one, that was the third one. Wait, wait, wait. They censored Mushoku Tensei? Yes. And yeah. people, and here's the funny part. And this is true, by the way. This is not alleged. This is confirmed. There are no, many articles about this. I'm just, I'm just, this is for our listeners and stuff. Like, there are many articles about it. And yeah, so 
uh, so the thing about it, they they censored Mishoko Tensei. It was like a it was like a paragraph or something like that about um, the light novel they, they censored, and people didn't know. The funny thing is, people didn't know that it happened until the first season of the anime came out because it was a scene there in the anime, and people are like, "Wait, that's not now, in the light novel." Uh, 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 when Ruders watches Silphy No, uh, no, it wasn't bathroom. no, it wasn't that. It was um it was uh no, it was something with um I think it was the the scene um was it their maid was Rudy's oh. parents' maid was talking about yeah. how ah, she met know, masturbating masturbating while she heard uh, the no, 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 I don't oh, think it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't that. I think oh, it was. So, so it's Roxy who was masturbating. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, but it wasn't that one. It was um no, it was their maid. I think Lila or Lily yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I know, she yeah, was yeah. telling. I think she was telling Rudy how she met his father, and so that yeah. scene was cut from the English version of the light novel. And the thing about it is that no one knew, like the English reader base did not know until the anime came out and they had the scene and people or people were like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking, like, what is, what is she saying? And they were like, hey, is this maybe something they added for the anime? And I think, I guess people went to check the Japanese version of the light novel. They're like, no, 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 it's here. And they realized Seven Seas cut it and it was a whole thing. And um, there was that, there was Classroom of the Elites, light novel, that they cut, yeah. Seven Seas also cut something, it was about bullying. And then there was something else with I'm in Love with the, the third one was I'm in Love with the Villainess. And they cut something out of that. I don't know what it was, but they cut something out of that. And those were the three, the light novel fans, the English light novel fandom um, got into like a big uproar about it. And it was very, it was very, they were very vocal about it. And only, and so then they revised, Seven Seas went back and revised each one uh, to add that missing scene in their light novel editions. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It got so bad that, um, or to go ahead and finish up. No, no, I was going to say, because I was, I only know this because when I was deciding to start to read light novels, I was deciding whether to get it in print or not. And Jabba's Reincarnation was one of the ones that I was looking into. And then I saw it's this amazing. situation and I was like, oh, okay, no, I'll just get it digitally. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, yeah. Shogun say is amazing. I, I read it all the way when there was no light novel and only the web novel. Gotcha. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. Alert, were we gonna... Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, sorry, that Rune Kenshin releases also, it's also releasing this, um, well, I guess it's been released already, but I've been following that one because it's okay. one of my favorite manga. I'm a historian after all. Mm -hmm. And I am also really interested in Shai. Oh, Shai. I think... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shai is next season, or is a fall season. Yeah, no, 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 it's in the fall season. I need to start yeah. reading that too. <laughs> I have I'm collecting yeah, yeah, those yeah. too. I just haven't read them yet. Uh, no, no, no. It's just I, I just remember because you know I didn't keep up with all the it was but yeah it's been recommended by a friend that read the manga recently and told me yeah this is very very good you will like it and I was like yeah let's let's do it. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm generally bad at following. Uh, anime, anime as it's released because I just uh, forget. 
It's okay. So does A1. That's yeah. why they, all their stuff got delayed for six months in January. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really watch um, anime that much compared to reading manga because I have a harder time paying attention and like following it. Same, same. <laughs> I, I've, I've got uh, attention deficit uh, disorder, so mm. that's how it is. Uh, alerts, it's easier you... for me to read. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say alerts. Were you gonna say something? No, I was trying to look for an article, but I can't find it. So. Oh, I literally just found it. Just like I found it a little while ago. Nice. But I'll send it to you after the recording. Sweet. Um, okay. Uh, and alerts, you have the next question. I can't believe you're asking them this, but okay. All right, all right. No, 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 no. Don't try to diss me for this question. This is a very ridiculous. serious question that, you know, not a lot of publishers are willing to answer. You know, I've asked <laughs> many publishers. They declined the comment quote-unquote, uh, you know, they couldn't give me a straight answer, so I figured you guys would be the best one to answer this question. So, All right. how do you power scale yourself compared to other publishers in the same space? <laughs> We're the great, great Cyberman. Okay, so let's... Um, everyone knows Dragon Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So how would you power scale yourself in the scale of Dragon? Um I would say I'm we are the original Piccolo, if that okay. makes sense. We're the original Piccolo while the rest the rest are all cell onwards and just, <laughs> you know tiny. <laughs> no, we have to be somebody who can like has the potential to get really good later. Like we're like kid Goku. So not 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 Kirlin. No, no, not Krillin. Not Krillin. Dang. Like Goku, like, uh, while he's just, like, still on the ship on the way to Earth. Okay. Like, maybe Grandpa, like, just dropped us. Or, like, that Goku. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right. So, with that in mind, right? If you had to fight another publisher that's in the same power range as you guys in a boxing match, who would you pick? <laughs> uh, oh, I personally would pick Tentai because they are in Madrid, so not that far away. But also because, I don't know, if we're going to fight, uh, it's better to do it one-to-one, and he's only one guy. <laughs> and in Madrid, there's only one guy, and there's two of us in Madrid. So, oh, you know, maybe okay. we might overpower him and fight like, uh, like what's to say, like deer, but come out alive. Right, right. Because, you know, you want to wanted to make it like a fair fight. You don't want to, like, bring over, you know... Vlad and everybody else over to Spain for this like you know, <laughs> big fight against this one guy. Yeah, you know? exactly. yeah, no, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. I got you. Uh, Vlad, what about you? If you had to pick, who would you box him? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm gonna probably say the same. I don't. I don't know. I don't know like the people at the different <laughs> the different places. Like so, from one of our people in Spain, they like mentioned the name, but I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, overheard that some dude is kind of weak. Mm, yeah, that's right. 
That's right. But when other publishers starts instigating, I mean, you can't see. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say. People would let that slide, and that's okay, right? Be the bigger publisher. But if it was for me, I wouldn't let that slide. I'm just saying, I would not. <laughs> oh my but you, 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 know, you can, you can be the bigger publisher, walk away, you know, let them have their fun, whatever it is, what it is, right? You know, but I'm just saying, if I was in that particular moment and I heard that in front of my face. I would not like to <laughs> He's just trying to start <laughs> shit between publishers. <laughs> you know he's bored. You know he's bored. He wants to have shit start between publishers. That, that's the thing. Mangalers wants us all to kill each other so he can create his own publishing company yes. and then license Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god. If he licenses yes. Kingdom, I would just. I'd be like, you're stupid. <laughs> Me too. You're stupid. You have too much money. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, winner would probably tell me like, wait, so that's what you're using your affiliate money for? Licensing Kingdom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I would. I would totally say that. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. <because. laughs> like, using, that's what you're using for a license Kingdom, bruh. I thought you were. I thought you were gonna use it to license that uh that revenge manga, the Maria. Thing. No, <laughs> no, not that manga. No, I will license a Renter Girlfriend spinoff before that manga. <laughs> you're like, come on, can't make a better one than Kingdom. You can pick anything, and you're like, mm-hmm, Kingdom it is. Kingdom it is. <laughs> uh, the no, girlfriend spinoff. The what? Renter Girlfriend spinoff. I don't know. That's already the, licensed. I. Dude, license, give me a cat manga, please. I mean, all 4,000 of them? Sure. <laughs> yes. I will license. I will make a manga publisher where my only will... goal is to publish every single um, cat, cat manga, manga. That, that's existing out there. Well, I better see Yumi Tomorrow's cat manga first thing. Okay. If they don't Thank offer you. me pizzas, I'm not doing it. I noticed that he didn't say dog manga but, because if he did, that counts. He would have to do Inuki San's dog, and he's just like. <laughs> yeah, we are not licensing that manga. We are not, no. If you said that you had to license, if you license every dog manga, you would have to license that one. I'll let Seven Seas license that one. <laughs> we all know what they're going to. That's so 100%. Uh, Vampy, you have the next question. All right. Let's see. If you ever licensed or localized uh, visual novels, what's the first one you would pick? Sorry, can you repeat again? <clears throat> um, if you ever like licensed slash localized visual novels, what's the first one you would pick? I got one. I got one, and it better oh, not be the same as me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. No, you go first. Ah, same as me. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Tsuyuki Sakura. Tsuyuki Sakura. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't know what it is. It's very wholesome. Yeah. It's like atmospheric. It's about like winter time. It's got like romance and mystery. It's amazing. It's uh, I, I send you the, the You know there's no Spanish there's no English translation, but there's a Spanish translation. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really, nobody's picked it up to try to translate it to English. That's crazy. Uh, well, you know which Wait, other one I would say? Wait, you said wholesome. 
I, I see Iraj as one of the genres for this thing. Yeah, I was gonna say Eros. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. All visual novels are Eros. Oh. because the, all visual novels are Eros because the Eros, the Genta is, is put in there to sell more copies, but you can ignore it. In fact, I skipped it. Yeah, usually the main writer doesn't even <laughs> write those scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Also, there's another one which will be amazing, and I think Vlad knows which one I'm talking about. It's the cursed one. First you one? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> wait, I... wait. I forget. I don't know. <laughs> look, look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's never happening. Ayoko no Ustia, yeah. Yeah, Ayoko no Ustia. That's completely cursed. I yeah. think that if you, you try to translate it, I don't know. Yeah, a few groups would try to like pick it up and it always... Uh, I think that the first emperor of Japan comes back from the grave and kills you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think the last question is, do, you, do either of you have any questions for us? And it could be any questions whatsoever. Hard question. Yes, I do have one question, but I will let Vlad go first. No, I don't know. I don't have a question. I don't know. Okay. I'm not good at asking questions at the end of interviews. Um, <laughs> no, I do have a couple of questions. First off, Mangalers, if you oh, have okay. so much money to, to buy Steelboxes, why don't you use it to license Kingdom? Oh, oh. Okay. oh, get him, get him, got him. Man, they're putting me on the spot here. Well, you see, um, so the reason why I have not chosen to license Kingdom yet is because I feel like the yeah. the investment returned right because there's obviously you know with every single license right there's an mm -hmm. investment and then there's an expected yeah. like return of investment we'll you sell like shit. It, right, <laughs> right? so for me buying a 60 dollars steelbook <clears throat> i have a steelbook i can look at all day every day i can display it i can you know talk about it if someone wants to come into my room and go oh that's a cool steelbook and then have a conversation with someone and you know it's stress-free because i can you know dust it clean it i don't have to worry about it it's right there and it'll forever be there until i don't know the earth blows up or something but if i were to license kingdom well now there's a whole thing because when i'm licensing kingdom i'm not just licensing kingdom i'm you know going out trying to find like anyone who's willing to sit there with me and with the editorial process for all of those volumes not just volume one but every single volume to this day like up to where we're at right now i think they're at like what volume 69 they pass right? the 169 i thought so one of like something like that yeah <laughs> nice. nice but <laughs> but yeah i have to do that but then also you know there's a lot more intense resources and investment that i have to put into kingdom that at the end of the day, was licensing Kingdom really worth the stress? The me looking at the sales numbers to see if it's gonna like work or not. Me looking at Twitter going, you guys told me you guys would be buying it, yet only a hundred of you did. <laughs> <laughs> where's the where's the support here? 
and then me looking at well i guess uh i have to pull a tokyo pop and just you know just not you know blow up the whole company and just run away it is what it is <laughs> what so, i think playing it out like that i think for my sanity and for my mental health i'll take a steelbook and we'll buy steelbooks to the end of till i die <laughs> than ever to consider the possibility of licensing kingdom. Now I say this, <laughs> but if I do was if I do create a manga publisher, company, whatever, blah blah blah. And like Shueisha has to personally give me like their like Oda himself has to make a pizza for me. Make a pizza for me if I'm ever going to touch Kingdom. If that does not happen, I'm not like the kingdom. To, to be honest, I'm very surprised that you had an answer prepared, uh, like ready. Yeah. <laughs> in, I, in case I, someone asks you. <laughs> yeah. I think that sounds like a skill issue, and you should just tank. You should just tank the the cost. Cost. You, you know what? You're right, Vampy. <laughs> people like you that I see every day on social media that gives me inspiration to go. You know what? You are right. Maybe if Kingdom does get released in the U.S., it's going to sell gangbusters. It's going to be in the top twenty every single volume. Um, Thank you. It's the same people that said the same thing about Gantz, and look where Gantz is at now. <laughs> To be honest, to, to be honest, Gantz was a best-selling title in Spain, so who knows? Well, it, it's not so much here. I'm just going to be no, honest no, no, with yeah. you. Yeah. Like, we had the singles. They didn't, only one of them charted in the top 750, and that was when the Volume 1 came out. And we have the Omnibuses, and they do meh. They, they don't do great they don't they're not horrible but or they're not like performing horribly but they're not great i i think the, the problem with kingdom is the user base or oh we were talking i was talking about games yeah, sorry not oh yeah yeah i yeah, know so sorry i was just saying in general it's quite small but it's a case of the more people know about it the more people will buy it because kingdom is actually amazing it's very very good it's one of the of one of my favorite manga, let's just say it that way. I just think it's a matter of people knowing more about it. Because I honestly think it's amazing, and if enough people know about it, it will very well be a bestseller in the US as well. Yeah, just although saying. I could kind of, I mean, that could kind of apply to, I think, any series, if more people know about it, generally. <clears throat> yeah, it of, of, course, of course. I'm just yeah. saying that the kingdom is so high that. I don't think a lot of people will not like it, or not like it a lot. No? Yeah. It's just the manga that, yeah, you read it and you're like, yeah, I enjoyed it, and that's the end of it. And then there's manga that then leave you like, damn, that was good. Yeah. Like, I should have a show for me. <laughs> or show. You guys try, are you, is this you trying to gaslight me to start my own manga publisher? To <laughs> like, yes. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you need to start. No, he needs to start small first, right? So, like, start with printing domestic girlfriend, and then once you got, once you have that under oh your belt, then go for seven seeds, right? And then after you okay. have that under your belt, then you go for kingdom. There you go. You just keep no, wait, scaling well, up. This, this is sounding like a good idea now. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you should do it actually. And then, should... and then get Hajime no Behind the manga books. Behind the manga books. That's the name of the company. <laughs> right, y'all are gonna kill me. Well, fuck it. Let's make all my uh, expenses in the red and then let's get this manga publisher started, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can help you. I, I, we can help you introducing you to a Russian talent in Japan. Are you serious? Uh, actually, yes. That's, that's oh, no. <laughs> which, which publisher? No, no, it's a Russian guy that lives in Japan and has contacts with publishers. Oh. We may that's talk offline. Like we may talk offline. No, no, no. We'll follow up with you on that. Um, we'll might take you actually, on that. actually he, he's amazing. He's gotten so many like contacts on this. But yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I was just mafia. joking. No, does it, does no, it matter? He's, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a regular dude that has been in Japan for over ten years at this point. Oh, you know, it's our guy. Uh, yeah, he's our guy. It's our guy. Yeah. We, we brother. Okay, another question. Okay. And that's kind of the last one. Um, you do this activity for fun and for free. Of course, you're not getting any kind of money out of it. No. Do you see yourself doing this for a very long time? Mm. That's a good question. Uh, winter. I'll start. Uh, you'll start. Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, Welcome. <laughs> uh, I, I, I could see it because, I mean, what we... I mean, kind of what we do, it, it really depends on people's times and things. And But, I mean... Of course. I, I could see it because, I mean, there's always going to be manga news, right? And I, I do think that, I, at least for me, I do feel like um, like get, being able to interview people in the industry, like both of you, um, and we're hoping, you know, in the future we can talk to other, we can interview other publishers or letterers or translators in the industry. Um, like... I think that, you know, it's interesting to get insight into those things. And I feel like there's always, especially since manga is getting big, it's bigger in the United States, or sorry, in North America now. Um, a lot of people don't understand the behind the scenes. And a lot of people don't understand, like, what publishers like yourself have to go through. So having, or letterers, or translators. So being able to interview, and being able to interview them, um, and we have we have not interviewed a translator or a letterer yet, technically, but I mean, you know, in the future, hopefully, but like being able to do that and getting their perspective. And we can also interview many different transmit translators and different letterers and different publishers because everyone does things differently. So it's I mean, I feel like there's always a a need. There's always going to be one at least at the minimum one person who may. I like to think there's always going to be one person who finds this stuff interesting. Just like I found manga sales interesting, uh, or U.S. Mm -hmm. manga sales generally, but what have you. Or um, alerts with the restock stuff, or vampy with some of the restock stuff, but also with uh, shoujo, but for shoujo and jose titles. There's always going to be someone who's interested in this stuff. So I, I would like, me personally, I would like to keep it going for a long time because... There's always, it seems like there's going to be new publishers all the time coming out with, you know, and licensing things. Um, there's more letterers and editors 
um, not editors, sorry, uh, letterers, translators, and I would like to, I don't know, I would like to get their insights into things. And, you know, also to revisit those who we've talked to before, like yourselves, right? Like, have you back on the podcast and everything like that, like, you know, um, because things will also change within companies, not like your company probably won't be the same as it is now, you know, in five or 10 years. Um, it's the same yeah. for like Viz Media. They have not been the same since their inception or even in the past 10 or 15 years. Same with Seven Seas, same with Udon, same with Dimpa, what have you. Like everyone is, everyone grows and changes over time and not, you know, still having this, being able to have this podcast and have this platform to interview that and you get to see, those mm. who start get to see the evolution over time. So I, I would hope that we can keep this going for, um, you know, for as long as possible for many years. I actually, if you allow me, yeah, mm -hmm. I to give a follow up. I do quite like your answer, and yeah, I agree with. Well, personally, I agree. We're gonna be changing, and I quite like your philosophy of as long as one person enjoys it, then it's enough for me to do it. Like, I think that's quite our same mindset in the publishing house, monogatari novels. Uh, but yeah, it's different because if only one person wants to read that manga, I would love to bring it to them, but we will go bankrupt, you know, so yeah. we can yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, all jokes aside, thank you. Thank you for the interview. Thank you for having us, not only once, but twice. <laughs> no worries. Um, thank you so much. Uh, and really, and thank you for making this kind of content. Like, I think we need more podcasts like this because, to be honest, a lot of the otaku media in English is expressed by writing, which is fine. But mm -hmm. there's not a, that many podcasts or YouTube or, sorry, YouTube channels compared to, for example, Spanish, or not as big at least. You know, there are some exceptions, of course, but I just mean in general. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of a shame, I think. It's a great way to reach more people, especially young people who are like kids that are really getting into manga and anime, uh, at least here in Spain. I don't know if that's the same, but mm -hmm. Netflix has some wonders. Netflix and Kimetsu Yaiba, to be specific, yeah. <laughs> at least here. So yeah, this um, this format I think is very appealing for them. And well, I don't know if Manga and Bumpy wanted to say anything else. Yeah, we're yeah, so, Vampy. Uh, Vampy. Mm. Go. Yeah, I mean, I'd also like to keep doing this uh, as long as possible. Um, I will probably have to change my schedule up uh, next year because my living situation, I'm probably going to have to move. Um, but, I mean, as long as I can keep uh, recording or we can find a way for all three of us to still record, then I'm with doing it as long as possible because I feel the same as winter where it's like as long as one person's interested in it I'll I can talk about manga and as long as, as, long as I can <laughs> so for me uh, sorry guys this is my retirement uh, retirement announcement I'm done. 
<laughs> I knew it. See, I knew I... when he he started that solo podcast. <laughs> I knew it too. I said the same thing. I was actually like, <laughs> I honestly thought it was gonna be Vampy first, but it was a word. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm going forward. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna break up the band. Uh, you know. Alert is like, I gotta break up the band. What? <laughs> <laughs> um. What is it? But. But for a more serious answer, no. I'm me personally. I'm not stopping anytime fucking soon because for this podcast, I really Ooh. like it. I'm not. No, I'm serious. Like I'm not. Oh yeah, 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 no, I'm cheating you on. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> what is it? It's very hard. Again, we've talked about this a lot of the times too, but amongst ourselves, it's very hard to find like-minded people. Right. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. fact that us three somehow found each other on like this one random Discord server, right? Yep. Yeah. And we all somehow like cover each other's bases. Me as like someone who just recently got into anime and manga. Um, Winter being like someone who was been in there for like the longest time, but you know, you said you recently just got it. You started coming back into it, right? Sort of recently, yeah. Sort of recently, yeah. And then Vampy, who's the same way too, but mostly on the shoujo and Jose side, and can provide that perspective as well too. It's it's very funny looking back at like how the stars align for all three of us to come together. Yeah. And you know, it it you know it works. And like Winter said, like some people find us and find everything that we say enjoyable. And the numbers show, uh, people who talk to us on social media, it shows as well too. There's some, there's a demand for stuff, you know, for stuff like what we're doing, but not a lot of people are doing it because it's either like not as interesting or not as engaging or whatever BS they'll come up with. But I still feel like there's value in knowing how this stuff works because if you don't, how are you going to get the manga you want to see licensed in English or whatever language you're in? Or just to right. know the news, like, the, the news that's going yeah. on in Japan, you know, for manga and, like, not really light novels, but, like, for manga and anime. Right. Because, sure, yeah, you can have your centralized, like, platforms, like, you have Anime News Network, you have, um, what, some of these other anime or manga news stuff, but what about the independent people, right? Like, when I mm-hmm. broke the story for the Crunchyroll thing, right? That whole thing was an experience and a half because this was like the first time I really like, because in journalism, right? When it comes to breaking stories or breaking information, especially with information that's not really so public, right? As long as a piece of information does not specifically state like confidential, uh, don't share this or whatever, you it's fair game because it's technically a gray area, whatever, but it's fair game. Mm-hmm. And when I got presented that information, I went to myself and said, hold on, why hasn't anybody said this? I, this is crazy. This is something really big that's going to affect a lot of people, and they haven't said anything about this at all? And when I asked my contact, like, hey, listen, can I publish this? And they, he said, yeah, you can, just don't, like, use my screenshots or whatever. I said, okay, cool. I broke the story. It went viral. 
I make Crunchyroll trending on Twitter for like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'm like the top result. <laughs> if you were to search, I think like both hashtag right stuff and hashtag Crunchyroll. There was a point in time where I was the top tweet there. I had news outlets reach out to me. I was featured in articles and everything. And, it, you know, it just goes to show that, sure, yeah, all that publicity is nice and everything. But there's a need for people like us to, you know, be able to provide this news and everything. And there's a need for, you know, more people to come into the space and spread their voice because not all voices are shared equally, you know? Like, you often hear all the, you know, uh, big players, your standard, like, oh, yeah, here's Viz, Kodansha, Yenpress, whatever. But what about the smaller publishers? What about the publishers who are owned by, you know, someone who's, neuro, like, neurodivergent? How about those that are, you know, owned it's by... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so run by people of color. Like, how about the ones that are run by, you know, some other group, right? How are, mm -hmm. how are those guys doing it? How are those guys shredding through the water? How are they handling and managing stuff? Mm -hmm. What are some questions we could ask and bring a spotlight to them, you know, to, you know, bring more awareness to those to the whole community at the end of the day? Yeah, I'm someone that mm -hmm. believes in like, you know, everyone should have the able ability to read manga or anime or whatever, no matter where they go. Yes. Yes. And it's I remember yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember when I first started doing manga giveaways. Uh, one of the first, like, what made me change to international was there was this one viewer. I think it was like this one person DM me and said, "Hey, listen, I really like what you do, but it sucks that I can't enter your." I think he said, "I'll enter your giveaway, knowing that I can't win," and I'm like, that broke me because yeah. it. Never in sensitive. my life. I was joking. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> just... Now nah, you're good. You're good. But, but no, it really broke me because I'm like, damn, that's insane. And then you know, talking to people in like India or Indonesia or Malaysia, where you know their currency aren't the, isn't the best, you know, and manga availability is whatever, right? For us, a standard $12 volume, is it is what it is. But those 12 US dollars could be someone's weekly, monthly paycheck or whatever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that really made me go, you know what? I'm in this position where, yeah, I make a pretty decent amount of money with affiliate links. Why not use that same money to reinvest into the community I'm already building right now, right? And nice. take the hit. Hell, like there's been a few times where I did not have enough, I didn't make enough money off affiliate links that month. Fuck it, I use my own money. If I have to go in the red, I don't care. If I, I want to be able to give everyone at least the opportunity to read the manga that they want to read, no matter where they're at. If it means I have to pay out of pocket, I'll do it. If it means I have to adjust or anything, I'll do it. Like, I don't know. I guess this is sort of like passion or something like that where it's like the kind of going back to what winner said if there's one person that's always going to be there for you i want to make sure that i make that one person content enough with what i'm doing you know that's that's beautiful man yeah like, <laughs> it, like, this, this. i love it i mean and having you know 
all three of us. Actually, hell, fuck it. I'll even say it. All five of us right here in the voice chat. Thank you. As equally passionate as, like, you know, I think we're all equally passionate about anime and manga. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. None of this would have happened. I'll... We wouldn't have started this podcast. Yeah. You guys wouldn't have started a publisher, a publishing company. Mm-hmm. None of this would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad it happened. Me too. Because, I mean, and I was going to say, because I know I looked at, going back to, I think, what Ankh had also had mentioned, but, like, I know when I looked at different podcasts uh, in the same space, right, because mm-hmm. um, I also think of Alerts being, you know, his him talking about the diversity of the group, you know, for us. Um, like, when I looked at, when I listen, I listened to a couple of podcasts of like for anime and manga, mostly manga um, information mm-hmm. and stuff. But and most of them were about the um, you know about certain series, right? Like, oh, let's talk about the new Chainsaw Man chapter, and or let's talk about you know Aharu Ride, uh, you know the anime, or let's talk about um, the King's Beast, you know things like that, or Nagatoro. And the one and the thing about it was there wasn't that much of a diversity in the like the type of content. So like and with the uh the host. So for example, um like alerts had mentioned about, you know, all of our backgrounds. There wasn't a everyone was generally the same and it leaned on like one another the one or the other. So like either everyone was generally like a covid like you know manga fan which is fine or they they've been in the in the community for a long time which is also fine but it's also be like they were all into shonen and seinen or they were all into shoujo and jose they were there was (laughs) never a mix it was always one or the other and when you when i listened to various different ones and me personally I, i was like you know, I felt like what we were doing and how we do our podcast was the right move. Um, not only because we were interested in the news and the various demographics or what have you, but also because of our backgrounds. And there are some where Vampy and I were kind of closest to having a lot of experience of the U.S. manga industry for a while but for different sides while i was more shonen sane and she was more with a tiny bit of shoujo she was more (laughs) shoujo and jose and we were able to like you know correct each other on certain things or experiences that she has that i don't or vice versa and alerts with being new into it getting that experience or also saying hey this is my perspective on these older titles or on how i see these newer titles like chainsaw man or whatever and it it was it makes for like a i don't know it makes for a more like diverse or interesting conversation rather than we are all shoujo jose fans and we all talk about that all specifically for one series or whatever or we're or we're shown insane in fans and all we're talking about are like one series nonstop that's the entire podcast, right? It it's different. And I do feel like doing the news allows me to or allows us to like talk about different things. About, oh, this creator is doing this thing, or this creator moved from ribbon to cheese, or this creator moved from Weekly Shonen Magazine to 
weekly young jump or if that happens or whatever and it gives us a like it gives us a, a launching point to talk about things um about you know and draw from our perspectives and apparently it's there are people who i think there was something that we talked i think we mentioned on social media and there are people i straight up did not know who listened to our stuff and you know praised it I just, I swear I did not know they actually listened to our stuff. And I, it was like certain people I follow. <laughs> no, there's certain people I follow and stuff. And I just follow them because, oh, they have a very diverse, interesting perspective. And um, I just follow them because of that. That's it. And then like months later, I found that like they posted that they listened to our podcast. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, oh man, that's awesome. But I just, I was just floored there were so many people who they don't interact with the with a social media account which which is fine or they don't really say interact with any of us individually but they listen to it and they enjoy it and it's like wow that's awesome but it's i don't know it's a little it kind of freaked me out for a bit but then i was like really because i was just shocked and then it was like but then i was like this is really awesome so i felt like how diverse our backgrounds are and the and the stuff that we cover which is manga news not just shonen manga news or seinen manga news or shoujo manga news or jose manga news but all manga news like all of it like that and drawing from our backgrounds i think what makes it i don't know every episode i feel like has been enjoyable that's and that's why i really like doing it yeah, when he told me people actually listen, I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Um, well, if there are any, if there aren't any other questions, uh, we will wrap it up. The, oh, there's a uh, last one. Oh, Sorry. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, this, this is the question. Can I bribe you? Can you bribe not us? With, not, not with money. Okay. But we can bring someone who has worked as a translator. Because they've worked with us. Oh. The okay, podcast, right. if you want. Okay. So, but what's in a, the catch? In, yeah. In exchange, <laughs> Vlad's gonna like this. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to read. I think you know where this is getting at. Okay. All right. This visual novel called Little Busters. Hey. Oh. Wait, didn't I? Wait, I had to check. I thought I bought that. You have to become a little buster. Yeah. Why? Uh, I have to check. Because I don't know if that thought the same, but you kind of remind me of that friend group in the sense that you seem like real true friends. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, why not recommend it to them? And I was like, mm, but that alone is a bit boring. So I'm going to bribe them. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I like visual novels. If if Alert streams it or something, or I stream it, I'll, I'll read it, it watch it. It has not, it does not have hentai. So it's porn free. Don't worry. Oh, no, I did buy it. No, I, I remember. got the Steam version. Yeah, I bought off Steam. Steam That's version. it. Yeah, that, that, the, the well, it's one. time for you to stream it winter so I can watch. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll get to it, but Starfield. 
This guy's trying to be Lame. the man. Of I, I just want to remember little busters that. for you until your deathbed. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget little bastards. No, you, you don't. You, you say, in fact, Blood's profile picture is from little bastards, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, the person that did clan ad made this? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll but do But this is better than clan ad. I won't say better, but I, <laughs> I like it more, yes. I mean, I can... it's, a different fl- it's, a, it's different. It's a lot different. Will it still make me cry? They both, they both oh, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it will, it will destroy you. Don't worry. I love emotional pain. I mean, sure. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah this, I'll agree. This I has mean, a lot of... I'll agree to that, to that deal. Wait, hold on. Emotional pain. Okay, so... Hold on. Okay, so and that's... So you said that mm-hmm. if you bring, it, bring us that TL, yeah. we have to go through little busters right mm-hmm. yes yeah. well let's just how say. how many hours of playtime is little busters uh, uh, it's not starfield uh, level so like i think we're fine game? no i <laughs> like, like, like 40 to 50 maybe 40 to 50 yeah okay okay I just say. but oh completionist there's... is 88 hours that's crazy. That's so crazy. I saw that plus, number. That's so crazy. Main plus size is 75 and a half hours. Yeah. Woo. I feel like I feel like the emotional peak that you get out of something like Little Busters it, it has yet to <clears throat> it's it's yet to have an equivalent in anime. For me, yes, I agree. Okay. Um, cuz I really Umiyako's made me really emotional. Yeah, it's like that. It's like it's oh, up there. Fuck. No. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like, yeah. I don't want to yeah. start naming scenes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's like the I... episode uh, eighteen of Grand After Story. Gotcha. Yeah. I like Lord. when Umaneka when the, when the beat drops in episode one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Golden Slaughter, that OGM place. Oh my well. God. There you go. It's like it's like Umaneko with less dubstep oh and <laughs> less murder. dubstep and murder. <laughs> oh man, I love the murder. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, yeah. I'll, oh I'll agree actually, to that. actually, wait, 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 wait. Fun fact: in the Little Busters anime, in I think it was episode six, they remixed a song. And made it into a dubstep remix <laughs> of the original, <laughs> just for the end. That's hilarious, dude. God. I heard this. I was like, "They've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is not happening." That's hilarious. It was like, "Oh take my God, God stop!" <laughs> we <laughs> we tried to get ChatGPT to explain <laughs> little busters. No. <laughs> the results. We're terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, god. I yeah. went ahead and as you guys can see in general. Yes. Bought it live on the podcast. Like I did last yeah, yeah. what was it? I bought your guys' I think your whole catalog actually live on the podcast too. So I bought it. 
Yep. Jen Mida is a few dollars closer to coming out of retirement. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Please finish Angel Beats. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, en- enjoy it, Alex. Thank- thanks yes. for taking my recommendation, like, seriously. I mean, I took it seriously as well. I mean, I think I bought it, like, a week after... You, you right, but did you it. do it live on a podcast and post at the receipt in general? In no, because I'm not a clout chaser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't. But seriously, we'll talk with the translator and we'll, we'll definitely get his ass in this podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All righty. I think I even have the walkthrough saved somewhere. Yeah. You might, yeah, if you could uh, send that our way, that would be nice. <laughs> I was, I was thinking I have to wake up in three hours. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast. Thank you for the company. It's been a real pleasure. And we hope to get back very soon with uh, license announcements. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Guys and girls. Everybody. Okay. Hey, bye. <laughs> See you, bye. bye.